Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 70 of Press Any Key, and we are back. We are return. back in black. Yeah, the return. We're back with much. an asterisk. Yeah, what? pretty much. <laughs> we might not be here next week. No. But uh, thanks, everyone, for checking out uh, our show. And if at any moment you have, you know, want to contribute to the conversation at all, like go ahead and jump into the comments below or, uh, you know, leave us a review on um, whatever app you're listening to this on. Just go ahead and just chew us out if you want. You know, we all deserve it. So and it's we about all got time. It coming. Yeah, we all have it coming, to be completely honest. So, um, yeah, this week we got a stacked show, gentlemen. We got a wild one. It's so weird to do this over a computer again. Like I was expecting visceral. Just like energy. the good old is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Now I started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, to be back where we started. Okay. Um so we got some fun stuff to talk about today. First up, right off the bat cuz like, you know, we got to get we got to get moving here. Thor Love and Thunder finally dropped a trailer. Uh so I mean, listen, we, I think this trailer now breaks the record for Marvel's like shortest amount of time between trailer and a release date, and that's obviously because of Doctor Strange. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of really great. Uh, I think colors are back in the MCU. It would look like, uh, not really those gray overtones that they've had before. So listen, I look at all this and I get excited. So I'm gonna just throw it off to you guys. You tell me what you guys thought of this because I'm a total Marvel stand. So I'm there. Like they already have my money. So you guys let me know. What do you think? Nick, you want to go first? Not particularly, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see this, obviously, um, to get back into the, the MCU and all the, the intergalactic outer space stuff after everything's kind of been so Spider-Man centric for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, we've, that's what we've been waiting for. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see these characters. And the big thing I'm kind of wondering is... What's the relationship between this and the new Guardians movie going to be? Because because they're so present in the trailer, and it seems to me like there's a lot of scenes about them, like you know, around the ship, and they take off take off through one of those like windows through the you know however the yeah space like hyperspace is. drive or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe they're just in the beginning, and you know they they ditch Thor and go do their own movie, or if they're throughout the whole thing. So I'm interested to see how this is going to affect the broader Marvel universe. A lot of people have brought up Gamora and how at the end of Endgame they were looking for Gamora. Right. However, uh, I think they're going to wrap that up in Guardians 3 and like the holiday special that they're shooting for Disney Plus, which is written and directed by James Gunn. It's all coming. They're all shooting at the same time, that type of shit. Um, so I think that's how they're going to wrap up that story, so to speak. But I mean, I think it's interesting that like, the Thor's 80s outfit is actually like his Ravager clothing. It looks like him yeah. and Peter Quill rejoin the Ravagers for a bit, which would yeah. be a nice uh nice update. Um Korg is back, you know. Look at Taika Watiti is obviously, you know, doing double duty as director and Wrecked, playing yeah. Korg. And then funny I mean, I knew we weren't gonna get him in this trailer, but Christian Bale is playing the villain of the film as Gore mm -hmm. the God Butcher, and he hasn't been in a comic book movie in literally ten years. Yeah. I'm really actually like that's what I think I'm most excited for is his performance because the rest of the movie, yeah, looks super cool. I like the tone. I like what you're talking about with like all the colors. I think it's super interesting that we're having like, you know, uh, the Doctor Strange movie over here, which is like the very dramatic, the very, like you said, dark grays, but like, yeah. you know, still. Well, no, I mean, I feel like not, that not movie. 
But I mean, like you look at past Marvel films and it always looks like there's this gray or like filthy over it where I feel like Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. And now really this trailer, they've really like turned up the saturation on the colors, you know? Oh, yeah, I get you. And that's and that's honestly what I I look for, because I think comic book movies should be bright and especially a movie with intergalactic space travel like Thor, you know? I think it just mainly has to do, you know what we're bringing over from the previous Guardians of the Galaxy movies and having Taika Waititi and, you know, the previous Thor movie, those were super... You you literally couldn't put them in the same color palette as what you're talking about. They right. need to stay in this vibrant 80s style. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of 80s, I love the Sweet Child of Mine uh, <laughs> uh, song that they, they went with. Um, Remember, they used Immigrant Song in the trailer for Ragnarok, and then they actually featured that song in the movie quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to see how they do that with Sweet Child of Mine as well. I realized that cool. I re- I realized <laughs> that while I was in the middle of saying that you probably couldn't hear half of it. So No, we're got, good. I we got I, the I, gist I, of it. <laughs> I think I think actually this movie's gonna be I think they're marketing it as like a very like I don't wanna say like uplifting kind of thing, but you know, like it looks more like easy demeanor. I think they're. I think there's like left field. Something's gonna happen, and they're just gonna like. Well, they're always gonna hit you with some sort of emotional type of. But I, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be like, you know, look at all this pretty fun stuff we're doing in the trailer, and then you yeah. get to the movie, and you're like, oh my god, well, I got so, gutted. There, there's a uh, you know uh, basically a training montage of him getting back in shape and new Asgard really setting down its roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that Peter Quill's talking about, like, you know, loving your family. I think you're right. They they set it up to be feel good. And Valkyrie, and, I mean, like, listen, we need a feel good movie in the MCU because the last couple has been like, holy shit. Yeah. Everything is so <laughs> monumental. Um, right. But I also feel like that they've kind of they've given themselves space to where, like, they can have this feel good vibe. But also they know that they like they can deliver on something really emotional, too, you know? Yeah. Specifically, um, there's some things like um, already Valkyrie's looking for her queen, which is, you know, that obviously that's an emotional hook, you, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. And then uh, <laughs> the other thing that we haven't talked about yet is Natalie Portman as Mighty Thor because she looks fucking incredible in that suit. Like, it's hard to pull off the whole helm like silver helmet, helmet with the eyes piece, you know yeah. what i mean and like i feel like it worked in peacemaker because it was a joke whereas i feel like this like that first trail is like wow they really pulled off that it look, huh? look good it does yeah, it looks it really good. good and uh, her arms look fucking huge yeah, dude her ripped. arms are as big as my legs like that <laughs> she is jacked and she said I'm, she was gonna get jacked so i'm just interested to see how they bring her back into this the trajectory of the story where where has she been what's she been up to are you familiar with um how she becomes thor in the comics at all or no okay so quick recap i'm sure there's dozens of pages that you know add up to this but basically uh she gets terminal cancer so when she wields mjolnir and she turns thor that actually that kills her cancer so her oh. becoming Thor actually like staves off death kind of a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So That's what cool. I, what I'm interested to see is how does she come back into Thor's life? Right. What, what, what has she been doing in the, in the, you know, years since we left her and dying of cancer, Nick. <laughs> yeah. She's been dying of cancer. That's, but, uh, why well, I, I also like, I'm interested to see, you know, I don't know anything about the comics and like what makes her worthy to, to wield it. Like, 
how are they going to She's a vegan, know? so, you know. She's a vegan. That'll happen. It'll happen, you know. Um, the other, I think... No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think, I think, like, a lot of, like, the demeanor and kind of tenor I'm getting from this, too, is I feel it's going to be, like, very... I think a lot of pulling inspiration from, like, James Gunn type of styling, plus, like, a little bit of Deadpool... Like not breaking the fourth wall humor, but kind of like that element of you know in the beginning where he's just like I don't want to fight anymore. a wink and a nod, yeah, you know, a little tongue in cheek type of stuff. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a lot of that kind of feel from it, and I think that's gonna be fun. I will like, wink, wink, really nod, fun. nod. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't wings, be surprised if James Gunn writes the dialogue for the Guardians because every movie that the Guardians have been in outside of Guardians movies, their scenes have been written by James Gunn. He's yeah. the only one who writes dialogue for the Guardians. Now listen. It's a Taika Waititi movie, so it could totally be his, like, he could be like, nope, I'm doing my own thing, but also, like, it's Marvel. Like, there's there's no studio in town with more studio interference than Marvel, you know? <laughs> I hope yeah, you guys... Yeah, but they're, they're also the only studio in town where I'm okay with their interference. Yeah, because it's the reason why the movies are so good. I mean, like, it's more like a TV show than it is... It's sequential films, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're ha- you have you know the showrunner, and then you have different directors come in for each episode, right? Mm-hmm. So there is one thing that I think is important to bring up. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. No, um, <laughs> there is something that is important to bring up, and um, there's been a lot of like, listen. I don't know what happened to comic book fans since Spider Man came out, but like everything is like over with this critical eye the entire time and everyone's bitching about uh gore not being in the trailer about how christian bale didn't make an appearance in the trailer as a like like, you know my whole thing is always in every trailer yeah and then the other thing well i mean in in this day and age it's hard to go you know it's hard to see a trailer and not get the entire plot of the movie right i get that and then the other thing was like they were begging for a trailer it's like why are you begging for a trailer for a movie you're gonna see anyway you know then the uh i love how you guys are just nodding the end yeah yeah i agree i totally agree. No, i get you like <laughs> no. we we can we can hear you it's it's just it sounds like you're being consumed by a computer oh cool. like that scene in, in the matrix where the, uh, the mirror goes down his throat yeah. that's what you sound like okay. that's what's happening I, uh, I sound like a dial-up man god yeah it. um so Not the dial-up man <laughs> so um so there was that that was already like really weird. The other thing was like did you, all the before t- you move off that point. Did you see that there's leaked photos of Christian Bale as Gore? Well, on, like on set. Okay, I've seen the leaked photos of him on set, but I was gonna get to the one how people have said like, um, the a toy of him leaked, right? Oh, okay. And I didn't even know about so, that. and people were like, it doesn't even look like Gore from the comics, and it's like, no shit. Why would you hire Christian Bale? And then hide his face. Wasn't yeah. that the problem you had when you when they hired Bill Skarsgård to be the fucking deviant in um, Eternals, and then they hid his face? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't no think anybody's ever got a problem. You know, like this Pedro Pascal in in The Mandalorian. You know, he did the whole series, for the right. whole first season, without you ever seeing his face. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm looking at the toy right now. If it's the one you're talking about. And it does look bad. I, I mean, mean, also, you have the, a pretty me, Gore has up. a pretty good design to begin with, and this just looks like uh, <laughs> this. This looks like a guy who's got a, a terminal disease. Yes. Well, the other thing is that uh, so, um, 
we haven't seen what Gore looks like on screen yet, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. like the important part is. I don't care what he looks like in a toy form, you know, because those. To- Did you see Robert Pattinson's Batman toy? When somebody no. got the cowl off, and it looks nothing like him, really like bad. not even close. So I don't really care about that. What I do find interesting is that so Gore holds a weapon called the Necro Sword, right, which is a god slaying weapon, right. They already it's a sword you wield when you want to fuck a dead body. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, it's that's 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 the go to thing, you know, Um, but pretty much like the necro sword itself has already kind of been in the MCU because that's what Hela uses or like she um, but they've also done that before where like so the armor that Tony Stark wears in Civil War, the design of that armor is based off of his bleeding edge armor from the comics when it Mm -hmm. came time for infinity war though they were like we want to use the bleeding edge armor so they're like okay we'll just make a new design and call it that so that's i feel like that's they're just doing that again and once again i don't think that is not subservient to the story you know what i mean like it's not going to change the way the plot like what his sword is called you know what i mean so yeah it's, it doesn't matter like it's it's just kind of yeah, yeah. i don't it's know icing. it's just weird how like there's like I, I wish like my my twitter like algorithm didn't give me all of this you know like information overload of like such yeah. horrible takes on like shit people haven't even seen yet you know what i mean well i'm i i I'm still kind of caught up on the design of Gore and looking at the toy. What bothers me is that if you look at the the original designs of the character, I don't know what his race is called, but it's clearly not humanoid. He's got almost like a like a dog like face. Um, and if you're like this, just looks like a sickly man. Which is because that's point where they're like, you're not gonna not put Christian Bale. He's also I'm pretty Christian sure, Bale's face. I'm pretty sure he's also got <laughs> his face. We've seen enough of that. He's also face. got the whole like disease thing where like he's turning black or whatever, and he's gonna die or some shit. That might be totally made up, but like that, like that's that's like the whole vibe is that like he's kind of sickly, right? Is that he's because he's got the black on his hands and everything, and like it's kind of like dead flesh type of deal. I mean, listen, you knew they were gonna MCU it up. Uh, speaking of MCUing up, Olympus looks incredible. Uh, where yeah. Zeus is, uh, I mm-hmm. love how there's all these, you know, there's the Norse gods, there's the uh, Egyptian gods that we see in Moon Knight. There is the, um, God, what, the, what are the the, the Eternals? The, the Eternals, you know, the the what was Arashem? Who who what was he called? The the, the Celestials. The no, Celestial. who's in charge? Who's in charge? It's everybody works in perfect harmony. Yeah, Pat. they have, um, they have their own little kingdoms. <laughs> you don't worry about it. Um, I'm trying to remember. And then the cast for this film is just the last thing I want to mention. Obviously, you have Chris Hemsworth. You have uh, what's his name? You have what's his name? You have Jane Foster, Natalie Portman. You have Taika Waititi as uh, you know, you have Russell Crowe. We have Christian Bale. But more importantly, we're getting cameos again from Matt Damon and the cast of the last little play they did. Melissa McCarthy yeah. is also mm-hmm. in the cast for this film. And interestingly enough, haven't heard Tom Hiddleston's name yet. No, that's a good question. You know, and uh, like I, he's busy doing shit with Doctor Strange. But I, I feel like it's imperative that he like him and Thor kind of go together. You know, like you can't have one without it, the other, I feel. It, you know, it'd be it'd be nice to get Thor without Loki for once. You know, can like I'm I'm totally fine. But with I got them being Loki separated. without Thor, and I hated it. So, 
I mean, I didn't hate it, but I liked I, I liked what was going on with Loki. A lot of the 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 decision making and the the rushed editing of the yeah. show was was the problem. But I mean, it it was a cool story arc for Loki to go on. Yeah, I think him on his own works fine. Like, I don't think you need to have him like built on the backs of others. But he's like, hey, I make. We're, we're not myself. we're not going into the we're not going into <laughs> Disney uh Disney sides but Disney, like, yeah, into Disney's issues right now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking obviously I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see it. And uh it's not that far away. No. Doctor Strange is only this, 2 weeks uh, away, guys. So like Oh my god. Did you see this became the fourth most viewed trailer in 24 hours? Yeah. Which doesn't surprise which, which once again like Marvel or just of all time. Of all time. Uh, of I'm pretty all sure time. it's of so, all time. So it's if uh, Infinity or Infinity War, Endgame, Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home holding number 1. Um Endgame how much did this have? Let me see. Oh, this, this, reached, this reached 209 million views within 24 hours. Yeah, that's, that's wild. wild. That's and like insane. the fact that they keep setting the, the setting the bar ever higher just tells you that the MCU is just it just keeps growing. Like the Marvel Studios just keeps getting a bigger and bigger audience, and and eventually they will crash. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I I think this is gonna be great. And um, yeah, what about you guys? What about our listeners? Tell us what you think. Leave a comment, send a message, a telegram, a smoke Blow signal. Us a kiss. Blow us send a kiss. an owl. <laughs> send an owl. Send the slowest bird known to man when you can teleport. Uh, penguin. Okay. Okay. If you really want to do the whole flightless bird thing, then we got to incorporate like peacocks, turkeys, chickens. Okay. You ever see a chicken run? That shit's fast. <laughs> I, I've seen chicken run. I've seen run. chicken run. It's a great. I've movie. seen all of the chicken runs. Um, Mel Gibson's best movie. <laughs> You forgot not, it was uh, Mel Gibson, didn't you? What the fuck is the uh what's the new doctor or not Doctor Stew? <laughs> Father Stew. Father Stew. Oh god. Doctor Stew here. Doctor Stew. Right. That's gonna be uh that's gonna be an interesting one. Speaking of needing a doctor, uh Warzone is getting a nice update. <laughs> and um Yeah, when it gets a down vote for me. Interestingly enough, I did not see this coming. But they're adding Godzilla and Kong to Warzone. I don't know any more than that. I looked. It doesn't seem that there's any more information. I think rumor is that, like, they're just going to be sieging the island while you're, you know, competing, which would make the most sense. But also, like, I saw some art online of, like, a Mecha Godzilla skin that they're giving out that, like... Of course. You know, obviously they want to monetize it, but... Wait, wait. It's a skin for your character? Your yeah, playable no. character? Yes, I saw that. But Godzilla and Kong are apparently going to be sieging the island while you're... Like I said, total rampant. I, I'm not entirely sure. Let me just look it up real quick. I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's kind of like... Well, come, it starts on May 11th. Um, the battle is a mystery still, but yeah, it's, it's going to be like, well, Call of Duty and PUBG, they've done like similar events and shit like this in the past. Yeah. Um, so it's not anything like, you know, they're not breaking ground doing anything with no, it. No, but it's I just, just kind of wild that it was this, like this brand tie-in. It's you know this what I mean? brand and it's like at this point, like you didn't do this around the movie release. Like yeah. when it actually came out, I think that's just like... It's also I mean, one of those things where it actually it looks good though. You know, like they got the designs right. Like somebody tweeted out one of the greatest one of the greatest stills of the MonsterVerse Godzilla is from like, yeah. Warzone. And it does. Yeah. It really looks like it. It looks good. When, when he's charging and Godzilla's coming out of the <laughs> ocean, like it's a cool looking picture, but like 
I, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's just like a cool added element. Like if you're fighting on this island and then just out of nowhere, like, you know, <laughs> King Kong just like throws a plane at you and you explode. Yeah, exactly. Shit like that where it's just like, you know, you're getting like the man versus environment instead of just total PVP is fun. Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to like maybe like some environment, like obviously they'll like change environmentals, but like is Godzilla just going to like fucking atomic breath like one side of the island while we're playing? Is, is or it like, like a 25, 25 kill like nuke? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Dude, maybe you, you it's can, that. Maybe it's a care package. You could call in a Godzilla nuclear breath strike, That's what I'm and saying. it's like you, you send your your planes in, and he just fires at where your planes are. That would be Jack awesome. Black comes out of here for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, you can call in a jizz strike from from uh, from King Kong. He jerks <laughs> off and he blasts come all over the battlefield. <laughs> Why? Why this route? <laughs> Because he doesn't have nuclear breath, so I mean, like, what? what that's has all he got? got. Nah, that's all he's, that's got. All he's got. He's got an axe. He's got that sweet, sweet axe. That's true. Well, he's, how's that going to affect all the like, you know, the players? And in also, the like, are they incorporating the Hollow Earth? No, that's you're a thought. Too, you're getting too deep. That's <laughs> yeah. a you're just gonna like walk over a certain point and just fall to your death. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at so, a certain point, gravity reverses. So you know, you're fine. Listen, before they decided to go like wacky, crazy Godzilla, I like I like a more grounded Godzilla, where it's like when he shows up from the ocean, there's such a displacement of water that a tsunami also happens. So maybe we'll have that type of shit too. You know what I mean? Or maybe not. You know, I'm just saying. I want, like, I we, want uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Yes, Matthew Broderick will be a downloadable character. <laughs> you, can him. You, you, you can play him. You can download his beret. Yeah, exactly. You can play as Snoop and shoot at Godzilla in Warzone this coming May. It's what I'm looking forward Look, to. It's it's an interesting thing. It's cool. But I, I'm just like, hey, why? Listen, I swore off Activision games until after they got rid of, you know, until after they fixed whatever they, they had going on. And now I'm not entirely sure uh if that is fixed i don't know if anyone will know but after the microsoft acquisition i'm sure phil spencer is cleaning house there and this is enough for me to to re-download warzone you know yeah okay so go for it i'll try all it i, I have with some big monsters yeah i'm gonna take this 3080 for a spin <laughs> let us know because I, I will guys, not be playing it I played Elden Ring last night with my 3080 and I was like this game looks no different <laughs> everything's just on max settings now still only getting 60 <laughs> FPS oh hey. shit there oh, he is surprise about time I am so <laughs> here I am Hold on. hey what's up uh, welcome up. welcome Hold on, where am I there I am there hey hey What's going on, my dudes? What's, What's up? Well, What's just up? talking What's about up? uh Godzilla and King Kong and Warzone. Dude, you're thank you, Pat. You're my fellow Goji fan, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've never been more inclined to download that terabyte download to play some. Dude, uh, I love <laughs> how. Call of Duty. So like these guys fucking hate Call of Duty. All right, there's no mm -hmm. doubt, and that's fine. I though I just I, have I have no love for Call of Duty, I am, but I don't hate it. I am the man of like, dude, fucking feed me a new COD every year and let me put a hundred <laughs> hours into it, burn myself out on it. Let me I usually get to first prestige and then I'm usually done. Like I fucking love COD. The twenty nineteen COD I still think is easily one of the best CODs ever made. And like that's what they based Warzone off of. So like mm -hmm. and that's when they totally changed the gunplay. So and that's that's why Warzone's still going strong, I think, because at its core, it's still a great game. This, though, definitely entices me to go back, for sure. <coughs> How do you think it's going to work? 
Like we uh, can't. we already had that conversation. Yeah. Okay. I'll <laughs> you, go back. I'll go back. You just missed it. We just missed it. <laughs> there's there's King Kong jizz. You'll, you'll hear all about it naturally. You calling it just? No, I'm I'm loving the second life that King Kong has. I was just at the earlier this morning. I was at the park with my little kid. He's like one and a half. Other little kids running around, little ten and twelve year olds, and there were these kids who were playing King Kong and Godzilla. And I was like, what oh, a great passing! Weird. But, no kidding. Yeah. Little kid is like, I'm King Kong, and you're. I'm gonna beat you up, and I'm like, shut. Okay, I was gonna like call out this little kid. I'm like, shut up. King Kong <laughs> got bo so bodied by Godzilla, they had to write an entire subplot about giving him a weapon just to even the odds a little. That bit, is true. Because Godzilla <laughs> will body Kong every day. You yeah. end up getting asked to leave the park after like <laughs> verbally assaulting a ten year old. Some thirteen yeah. fifty an hour security officer comes over. He's like, "Excuse me, sir, can you? Uh, can you? You're upsetting the other parents." Because <laughs> to learn okay. they don't yeah. know these kids don't know shit about godzilla and they gotta learn yeah <laughs> i have responsibility yeah. <laughs> um interestingly oh. enough i don't think we've ever talked about this but you guys know that like the reason that they call him kong is because technically they don't have the rights to king kong oh yeah i had no idea yeah, yeah. so it's technically that's why they never call him king kong it's just kong I don't know. I thought he was just calling so, because he got bodied by Godzilla, and, and that's why they—that's <laughs> why no longer the king. <laughs> that's why they—that's they, why he's his color is totally different. He's got a different fate. Like that's why they had to change him pretty much. They had to—it's one of those things where like um, Disney owns the rights to the like certain elements of the Wizard of Oz movie, but the Wizard of Oz itself is in public domain. So when Fox wanted to make Oz the Great and Powerful. They had to change names, the names of the way the characters spell their names, but also the actual tint of the witch, uh, which mm. is green paint. They had to change to get away with that. Well, that's, that's fine. That 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 witch guy, I think she got like super sick from like the like <laughs> chemicals and mercury. And oh the paint yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like in 1921. I was talking about Mila yeah. Kunis in like 2012. Oh no, I, I know, but like, thank God they changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all also, CGI now. Yeah. So. Also, for those listening, you wanna you wanna intro our guest, Pat? Oh yeah, hey everyone. Um, this is AJ. He's from Genre Geeks, and uh, he's he's filling in with us today because Jess went out in a blaze of glory this week. So there you go. Well, everybody won. <laughs> Everybody's week, you know? going out yeah. in a blaze Everybody's of glory. Have it. Okay, well, we should get like the uh, the like trumpet like so. Yeah, every week that somebody's missing, taps, taps. All right, that's rough. So, speaking of rough, Netflix. Yeah. That was oh, a good one, Pat. Shit. <laughs> there you go. I'll, gi I'll give you one thumbs up. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. All right. So, Nick, I know you're all over this, like white on rice. So, why don't you go ahead and lead us off and tell us what the fuck well, is going on in Netflix? Here's what I'll tell you. The Wall Street Journal, you need to log in to read the article. So, I can't read this damn <laughs> article. But, no, uh, Netflix is, they're really taking a lot of L's they're recently. They're hemorrhaging money right now. They're hemorrhaging money uh, because uh, their viewership is down and they decided to make all the wrong decisions to try and bolster their sales. They're... Uh, now doing like IP, uh, you know, like how many viewers and uh, you can only be in the same household. You can't share your logins, uh, which goes against their whole policy of like how many screens you're using. Yeah. Um, they're adding ads. They're increasing their their prices. It's just 
one thing after another. And all over Reddit, I see just pe- people talking about like when the day comes that they start adding ads, advertisements, they're going to drop the service. So well, I haven't heard one person say anything positive about any of the moves that they're so making right now. I I feel like it's kind of like it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's everybody's fault, is it not? Because like Netflix was never a sustainable business model. Streaming services are not a sustainable business model. They're they're meant to, they were always meant to be ancillary, like in addition to where if you miss the content on the broadcast, you can check it out later. It got way bigger than anyone was ever expecting it to. So that's why like I think in 2017 or 18, Netflix took out 10 billion dollars from creditors <laughs> to finance themselves going forward and like Netflix is no small they make 3 to 4 billion dollars in profit per per month but they can't keep up with their production costs and ultimately when Netflix first started out they were the only people in town now they have serious competition like it cannot be ignored anymore people are going elsewhere per- like I can't remember the last time I used my Netflix account like I, I'm usually on Disney Plus and HBO Max now, you know? Yeah, well, yeah that, that's like my entire <laughs> entire thing about this is like when we when I first got Netflix, like, you know, it was to watch like so you could binge watch the shows that you really liked so you didn't have to worry about them being on cable or something like that. And then like when they started coming out with a couple like new like Netflix original shows, they were like, wow, those are really, really good. That's why I'm going to keep Netflix. I think they made over 500 original shows last year. Something like absolute, absolutely just crazy, and you yeah. know it's not quality, right? And, and that's that, the problem. Well, that's I, the other thing too. They just be... make, they just make stuff and just dump it on there. And the other thing is that like they are dumping full seasons of shows. When listen, when Netflix was the only game in town, you could do that. But now we have Disney, we have HBO Max, we have Amazon, all doing two episodes a week or one episode a week, or we start with three and then we feed you one for the next eight weeks, you know, like mm. something like, not, excuse me, not only is it a better, not only, not only is it a better marketing strategy because like, dude, how, when an episode of WandaVision dropped, people would not shut the fuck up about that show all weekend discussing what it was. And then a new episode and new, like when, when, um, listen, I love The Witcher, but when The Witcher season two came out, we burned through it in a weekend, and then we never, we didn't even talk about it on the show because how could you? No one was talking about it online, regardless of how good it was. It's a fair point, you know. And they they did attempt to do weekly releases briefly. They had uh, like the soup, right? Or yes, uh, what they was have, it? Yes, but that's what, that's was not it the, the same soup? as a narrative. Yes. But that's not the same as a narrative based like television. Right. Like, but what I'm saying, they, they did taste the uh, t- like t- dip their toe into the, <laughs> the idea. <laughs> they did taste the waters. Um, no, but I, I think what's interesting though is we are you know we're fulfilling the prophecy of streaming services were meant to move away from cable subscriptions. Now they they're you know everybody's yeah, you got their own platform, ESPN and right. Disney Plus for twelve bucks combined or some shit. And yeah. we're I think yeah. we're moving to a point where what Netflix was was a good repository of content that you could have at your own disposal. And now they've gone too far into moving in the opposite direction that we we were trying to get away from in the first place. And I think in the next few years we might start to see more and more bundles 
of all these services. And you can still watch it whenever you want. It's just you you don't have to worry about getting it's, a contract it, with a cable subscriber. Right, but it's also that same model as like, so like back in the day there was three channels and then cable came out and it was like, you pay for cable, you don't got commercials. Then that happened and then yep. that became unsustainable. So then they put ads on that and then that became the norm. And then, ne- and like, listen, I think if Netflix as a lower tiered priced ad based plan, that's totally fine. If it's like what, nine or Eight $10 bucks, yeah. a month with ads, like it's not a bit like, honestly, listen, I hate ads on YouTube while I'm in the middle of a podcast. Right. But like, okay. if it's like they have made a point in the show to cut to commercial, you know, and they have like a 30 second ad and it comes back. That's good for me because like, I'm one of those guys that I need to, like, I have to check my phone. You know what I mean? When I'm doing that. But like, if I'm in the middle of listening to a podcast and I'm in the middle of a conversation and it just cuts and an ad comes up, I'm like, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if it's like, oh, we just said something serious and then like it fades uh-huh. out and we have 30 seconds to like catch our breath, like, oh shit, what's it going to be? You know, like. That's fine. Also, like, I'm not going to pay. I'm not I'm not paying Netflix for a plan with ads like that's just not going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think a a huge, huge part of it, too, is like going back to like what I said, too, is now that other networks and other like streaming services are showing viable, extremely popular original content. It's making what like why would if you have a show or if you want to launch a show, it's like why Netflix like you do you have availability now like it's like i back when like it was pretty much i remember it was like amazon doing amazon prime and netflix i think were like mainly like the two and hulu kind of at one point were like the it going on netflix was still the clear contender and all a lot of the amazon original shows were terrible yeah like they well, just that weren't also good. amazon just had a really bad user interface as well so For netflix sure. was yeah. also the preferable service right but it's like you know you have all of this and it's just like okay it's like clearly i'm going to stick with netflix because their original content is leagues better than Amazon Prime yeah, Video, but, but like it's now, also no right. It's also just one of those things where it's like I don't. For me, as like somebody who you know who watches, like the only show on Netflix I watch now is The Witcher. It's the only reason why I keep it. But all of the other content that I watch is on Disney Plus. You know, despite their best efforts, I I, I watch every show that comes up on Disney Plus now. You know, mm-hmm. well, and, you're and, talking about Marvel shows on Disney, Plus. right? But that, and that's kind of my point is that Netflix used to have Marvel shows, and then Disney was like, we have to do this ourselves. You know, like, and then they <laughs> they moved it over. I mean, even the fucking Marvel shows that I would have watched on Netflix, they put on Disney Plus. Yeah, they right. yanked them off too. I like Netflix has its place. Like I, it's like the only real game for stand up in town. I like, would agree with that or, too. Yeah, HBO used to be it, but I can't. <laughs> Amazon, I think, tries. Like Stevo has a freaking stand up bit that's on there, but it's like right. real. Like the actual comics who are doing stuff, like they go to Netflix now, which is fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't like four or five years ago when they were releasing a bunch of really good. They had the Daredevils and Luke Cage's. They had. Uh, they actually had, were putting out Stranger Things, Orange is the New Black, all these shows that were very popular. It's just not good. And also, then it's ba- their backlog is a I'm, joke. I'm, I'm glad you brought time, up. Like, I'm glad you brought up Stranger Things, AJ, because yeah. Stranger Things is coming back, and that's like, first of all, Netflix dropped the ball so hard on getting that show out. Because here's here's the thing: because the kids look like adults now, right? But <laughs> after three seasons of a show on Netflix, those shows are no longer profitable because they can't grow the base out more. So Netflix mm-hmm. decided, let's just. Let's just do it at our own pace because we'll keep subscribers. 
But that's not how this works anymore when you have six other streaming services to go to. They spent $30 million an episode for um, oh my God. for Stranger Things 4. Mm-hmm. Every episode is over an hour long. And as of right now, they plan on dropping it all on one day. Like, yeah. talk about that's blowing wild. your entire load. Like, and you're not even learning from what's happening right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you lost $55 billion in 24 hours and I mean, listen, they still have 200 million subs, so it's not like it's it, it ain't it, the ship ain't sinking right now. But this is mm-hmm. this is your first warning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things need it? to change. What was uh, Red Notice? They spent a ton of money on that as well, right? Yeah, I but that was also a like, giant hit. I, I don't even. Wait, wait, AJ, you saw it? No, I didn't see it. I didn't want okay. to see it. Did anybody good. see it? Mike, you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I literally don't this know what was, you're talking about. You remember, it's got The Rock, it's got Gal Gadot, and it's got Ryan Reynolds. It's like a spy movie, I think. It's It's got, I'm looking at it right now, it's got a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. This was <laughs> touted as like the biggest like first day release on Netflix. It was like their biggest movie. I don't know one person who's seen this movie, let alone, you know, like I know people who haven't even heard of it. And it's it's just like they aren't taking any lessons and, you know, just look at what people are saying on Reddit. You know, that even that would give you some kind of clue as to what you're doing wrong. Dude, I, I swear to God, I've not gone to my head. If you told me, like, what was this movie? Who was in it? I would not have any idea. Um, we, I de- we definitely touched on it. We talked about it at one point. But, you know, it was like it flew by. Like I was, was never going to watch that movie. Have you guys seen by. The Adam Project on Netflix? Yeah. I, I know it. that's it pretty looks- good. But also, it's that's one of the, yeah. I've heard it's, it's pretty a good. Movie. But they didn't. There's there was no push for it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like they don't know how to market their own original content. They have hard like because that used to be the thing, right? Everyone was like, "Oh, you got to check out this fucking show on Netflix," right? But now it's like, how many fucking shows do I got to check out on every other streaming service? And that's what it always comes back to: is that you're not the only. Com- you're not the only competitive game in town anymore. Like I, exactly. dude, I think HBO Max right now might be my favorite streaming service because it I use it the most right now. It's got literally. AJ, what are you watching on HBO right now? Winning Time. That's a great one. Oh, that's, that looks. That I've looks heard really that's amazing. Good. I mean, I'm watching a lot of their backlog stuff. Like I've watched The Batman already on it. Mm-hmm. I've watched. Uh, I watched got it all the too. Matrixes. <laughs> They've got yeah. Yeah, like it's all great on there. Like show wise, I don't watch a lot of. I watch John Oliver on there. I watch Real Time on there. I watch all like whenever I get down to bed, I I uh I shotgun three episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, there that show The Vow was fucking wild. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen on on that platform. Have you guys seen that? No. Oh my god, you guys got to watch that. I can't believe we've never talked about this. Uh, it's an eight episode show. Uh, like documentary series about the Nexium cult and how oh. like Allison Mack oh. from Smallville and Keith Raniere, that fucking weirdo, they had like a sex cult inside of his like um inside of his pyramid scheme that he was a part of, and <laughs> they were branding women with their initials. And in- dude, it's fucking oh wild. The you original have to Jared watch Leto. It. Yes, the original <laughs> Jared Leto was Keith Raniere. It's wild. Like, it's a wild show. 
I'm watching all. I mean, I've, it's got all the Studio Ghibli movies, which I love. I'm showing that to yeah. my kid. I've got a year and a half year old. I'm trying to get him on to the Totoro wagon. Mm-hmm. Got all those. I mean, it's got Start all those. Day one, yeah, those I got a girlfriend that's 29 things. years old. She watches all the Studio Ghibli movies. <laughs> They're great movies. I love those. They're yeah. some of my favorite movies. But I mean, like yeah. Barry is on HBO Max, which is fantastic. I just started that actually. I just watched uh, the first episode. So great. good. You see this Netflix? Uh, this is what the fuck you're missing. Quality Euphoria, content. Euphoria is an entire social movement. Like, yeah, that's a personality and, now. Yeah, well, that's completely everything. Then, um, Winning Time, which is the new John C. Riley show, is yeah, apparently like super, really super good. good. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I I found out about that through uh, like their Instagram social presence. Uh, you know, like I nobody told me about the show, but it just their posts on their Instagram feed for the for winning time looked. Re- I was like, oh, this is looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, like Adam oh, McKay, and so like because I mean, he even that's one yeah. thing I'll give Netflix. Uh, don't look up. Oh, we did watch Don't Look Up, didn't we? Yeah, oh, we it. watched Army of the Dead. You know, well, yeah, that, that was, was a dumb that was, fun. That was we watched that because it was an obligation. Not, um, I mean, I'm gonna also, watch Rebel Moon when it comes out. <laughs> That's his next project on there. And like uh, they fully invested in him. He's got a whole army of the dead universe he's building out now. This is the yeah, worst. No timeline. one demanding it. Yeah, the, an- yeah, the animated thing going on. This is the worst timeline. <laughs> no we, we, we are living in the Snyderverse, unfortunately. Dude, don't fucking get me started. <laughs> um Look, Netflix right now is essentially just shows for like moms and then like uh, like rom com, like Love is Blind, you know. My like wife is into trash those really shows. trashy shows. There's one called Ultimatum. Have you seen this? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's. Dude, it is. Go ahead. The crap is, people, it, it's, yeah. is the premise exactly what I think it it's is? It's exactly what you think it is. You didn't have to, you don't have to say anything more. And I just know that, like, it's, look, it's one of those things where, like, do you guys remember that show 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days? It's, it's yes. the same okay, shit. It that's exactly my thing is that like it's one of those things where it's like I get this is garbage, but also at the same time, every single person in this show is a piece of shit. So I don't care about any of them and you can just mindlessly watch it and consume all this garbage. It's, my it's wife the whole loves thing. that crap. I play on my Switch right next to our read or something when she's doing it, but she that's her thing but i, I know I, so many people like that love is blind like all of those shows people liz like, throws me out when she's watching tv now because i'm just like that's I, probably how do you a good fucking move. do this like you just belittle that's my thing i belittle the whole thing if i watch it so yeah, yeah. and i mean well here's look like think of all the youtube that we watch and think of you know youtube yeah. which all, all that the, all the, the exact, yeah all the gaming content it's just like, yeah, just mindless you know, yeah well that's it's, the other it's thing mindless entertainment there was, there was one time where i was hanging out with a couple of my friends and uh, we were at my buddy's house and we were we were watching the new Louis C.K. stand-up special and mm-hmm. uh, Liz and two of her friends, they walked in or whatever and they were like pouring themselves drinks or anything and then they decided, oh, we're just going to go back out to another bar because you guys are being quiet or whatever and we don't want to disturb the... Either way, they were like, you guys are just so quiet. It was so weird. I was like, yeah, we were watching something. Not everyone is on their phone texting their friends or whatever while I'm trying to watch something. Like... Like, what Stand-up you, like, special is definitely very different than watching mindless TV. Yes. Like, that's something you want to engage with. Yes, but it's also one of those that's moments where it's like, you know, not everything. Like, I don't have to have, like, a hundred things going on at one time, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also damn. just want to put out there that I watched the first episode of Is It Cake? 
Dude. I watched two episodes <laughs> I of that. Two. <laughs> I, I, I hope this doesn't hurt anybody's feelings, but that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I I really don't understand. Like Mikey Day is great and like I feel SNL. So bad for him. Yeah, he's just getting a paycheck, man. I'm not mad. He's getting a paycheck. A, it is such a paycheck. Like his everything with that is so canned and forced. It's atrocious it's, to watch. But to me, it's like if I'm I'm worrying that he's gonna ruin his his, his reputation. Career. Yeah, because. I looked at reviews, and every review was like, "This show is okay. The bakers were talented, but the host is terrible. I hate the and like <laughs> just like all caps. It's like he sucks." How do you make that show good? I think he's doing what he can. Yeah, yeah I, it's not. It's not a. It's not. It's, his he's not fault. charm. It, he's not charming though. It's like it's almost like he's in on the joke and he's making fun of it, which takes you out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I, like. I don't know why they picked him to do it. It's just like it's not like a comedy thing. It's not like anything that seems like it would be his forte. Yeah, but you know, he's got the I'm... he's got the right voice. I they got to bring back Ooh. Will It Blend. That's that says that they do got to bring back. <laughs> that Will is blend. what will save yeah. Netflix. Will it that blend? That does numbers. <laughs> well, also uh, Netflix. Uh, I know they they lost um, uh, the Office recently within like the last year. Same, with but friends. now they have Seinfeld. They lost friends though too. They friends lost friends, big. but they paid a hundred million dollars for that. Yeah, well, there's, there's another Netflix lesson for you. Netflix is dumb with their money, dude. So I looked yep. up Game of Thrones. The average Game of Thrones episode, like in the eighth season, was fifteen million an episode. And you're telling me that you said that with Stranger Things, they're doing thirty, like 30 million. million, double, double for a show that will is- it look any better? Will Probably it not. Will it no, blend? but Millie, Millie Bobby Brown will be making a lot more. Just money. before I think, just before we get off this topic, because we do got two more things to get to before we even talk about the movie we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, one last thing to leave off with: Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon, is oh, yeah. ten million dollars an episode, and HBO basically went out of their way to say that we cut every cost that we could while without sacrificing essential things on set right mm-hmm. however a guy who worked in tv and film was on the subreddit right and now listen i have friends who work in tv and film and i know that this is true they will blow out their budgets just to say that they did they will get unnecessary gear and use it once to say that they used this type of gear on set the other mm-hmm. thing is that there's this little rumor, AJ, you might know about this, is that when filmmakers ask for what they call a C-47, have you ever heard I'm of this? Not, I'm not unaware so of that bit. So no. a C-47 is just a fucking clothespin. That's what they call them <laughs> on set. However, if you order 10,000 C-47s, the producer doesn't know what that is. That's so they're good. gonna buy a bunch of fucking coke with it like that's that is a hundred percent a thing that happens on film sets so oh, like hitting be- drug money yes exactly so like because of these uh because of like they are hbo is actively looking for ways to shut down all that blown out budget like because like that one episode of game of thrones was like 22 million dollars and it ended up being like the worst episode of game of thrones i think it was the long night but like, so they were just like, nope, no more. Like we are putting a fucking kibosh on that, you know? And so, that's like, that's coming into like reinvigorating a series that has been marketed, merched, like, you know, that series has money. That IP has a lot yeah, of Yeah. And like, money. even then, like you look at Stranger Things, 
it's going to be thirty million an episode, but ha- what does that matter when the first season probably cost thirty million altogether, and that first season is probably still better than what we're going to see in the fourth? You know, pretty much. So, I don't know. It's just it's. I, I'm hopeful, hopeful because I am a fan of the series. I do like Stranger Things, and I do like all the cast. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, I, listen, I'm not hoping that it's bad. I'm just saying that, like, it, listen. I think probably the bi- the biggest, <laughs> and I'm not saying this is accounting for all the budget, but uh, uh, I do know that the cast negotiated for healthy, you know, like, um, raises they from should. the previous seasons. They should, and I hope all the crew got some of that, too, because the crew is, like, yeah. the working class of film, so they're the ones yeah. always getting fucked. So, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Speaking of getting fucked, DC <laughs> and WB, baby. They are yeah. back in the are. news this week. Listen, we didn't have a show, so we didn't get to talk about it. However, like we spoke about it the last episode he was on. Uh, Danny worked for Discovery. Discovery bought Warner Brothers, and then they merged into Warner Brothers Discovery. Danny now works for literally the largest movie studio on the planet besides for Disney. Um, and yeah, Discovery already already said like as, like internally in meetings, philosophy wise, that they believe that DC has been mismanaged horribly for the past like ten to fifteen years, and that like they are putting their best foot forward to not only like like actually like right the ship that Zack Snyder tried to fucking sink several times, but. <laughs> actually have more cohesion with their properties going forward across video games, comics, TV shows, and movies. Like they want to spin off DC into its own vertical uh, management, kind of like Marvel has. The only difference is that Marvel has Kevin Feige and Alan Horn and DC does not have those people with that industry talent. And they say that a DCEU, like an MCU could absolutely exist alongside properties like Joker and the Batman that even though that they say that they're a part of their universe, it doesn't ma- It doesn't exactly line up with that continuity. That is, I think, to, I think that's the way to I do it. I think that's an awesome way to do it because honestly, like I look at Marvel and I love the fact that we've, we're almost at 30 movies and they all are on the same timeline. They all are in the same world. And like, we got still have X-Men and Fantastic Four coming too. Like we haven't even You got Venom and Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Venom and Morbius who gives who puts Webb motherfuckers coming, in baby. in the hospital. <laughs> Madam Webb, uh Craven the Hunter. What's the other one that what's the one that oh did Silver you guys see Sable set pictures? What? Well, did you see those set pictures leaked of uh of Aaron Taylor? Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah, he doesn't look like Craven at all. He's got his like a white t-shirt. He's got the fake Hobbit feet because clearly he's barefoot in that scene. But he doesn't want to run bare feet. Um, (laughs) Oh, the Bruce Willis feet where he's (laughs) running on the glass. Yeah, Yeah. the Bruce Willis feet. Uh, So I um, look, this excites me. And like I said, I think Marvel could actually probably look at this and be like, why don't we do a story about Iron Man where he's actually an alcoholic? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why don't we do a, a story about Captain America, like going back, like putting the stones back? You know what I mean? Why don't we do these one, these Elseworld spinoff things? Or like, what what would it be like if Captain America had his own had Wolverine and the other team of super people he had in World War Two, like he has in the comics? You know what I mean? Like, cause I think it's it, tough to do all of that now. Because I mean, oh like, yes. If, like well, now, but like DC kind of like no one cares. You can almost like throw whomever into a new <laughs> role and like have this is the new person for this superhero. People are generally fine with that. If you tried to do an Iron Man movie without Tony Stark or without um uh Robert Robert Downey Jr. I, 
Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> that Robert Downey Jr., people would have an uproar. Right, right. Like, yeah. even, even though he's, like, essentially past the prime of, like, you couldn't do, like, a past movie or, like, an in-between kind of thing with that. No, well, I mean, now. Give, it, give it, you know, 10 years and see where we're at, you know. I think people would be more open to the idea of doing stuff like that. But I, I'm, honestly, I think Marvel doesn't even need to start doing stuff like that until there's real fatigue from the, like, the MCU. I 100% agree with you there, and we already just got finished saying that Marvel's only getting bigger and bigger because those trailer numbers do not lie, you yeah. know? Yeah. And not only that, like... Marvel, even if Marvel's critics, even if the critics don't like Marvel, they know how to endlessly satisfy their audience. I will say this, like, even with the movie that we're going to talk about today, The Northman, like, just real quick, I thought that movie was amazing, and there's only one aspect I'm really let down by. I've never walked out of a Marvel movie being like, I was not satisfied with every inch of that, besides for one, but that's... We, we don't talk one. about that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring um, it up. So, well, I think like even looking at No Way Home, um, there's plenty of things you could say were wrong. That like you know, it's like the story was lazy. You know, with the Doctor Strange spell, and but it doesn't change the fact that I had an amazing time sitting there watching. You know, it's like I can forget those things. It's because also they put a lot of effort into right, it. and it's also one of those things where it knows where it knows what it is and what it's trying to do and what it sets out to accomplish. Yeah. Where like, where like I saw the Batman and I had totally different expectations for that. You know, I was like, this is gonna be a totally grounded like there will this plot will be airtight the performances are going to be amazing there's everyone's going to be flat i got all of it you know what i mean like i got what i was looking for out of that whereas like and and that's the same thing with spider-man and like i'm just using spider-man because there's that was the last one that we saw <laughs> where that even if it's not you know i'm gonna use the phrase airtight um <laughs> even if it's not airtight like i'm still satisfied with everything that i saw and that's why i recommend it you know yeah, I think it's just because Marvel was built on solid ground and the DCU never was. No. Yeah. Well, even for Man of Steel, I stand by. I like Zack Snyder to a degree. I like when he does his thing. I like you know. 300. I love uh, Watchmen. 300, I defend Watchmen, dude. I think if Watchmen was released I like, like Watchmen. now, I as love opposed that to 2009 movie. or 8 or 9, it would have been appreciated, but we weren't ready for Watchmen yet. No, yeah. 100%. But <clears throat> he's the wrong guy for Superman. And so you start your DCEU with this bland, desaturated, supposed to be Superman. Well, it wasn't not already an over... Like, <laughs> Warner Brothers DC, it, you know, before Discovery, is like the right-wing reactionary of superhero movies. Everything sure. somebody else does, <laughs> that's, that's a fair they comparison. fucking overcorrect for. Well, not not even to mention that Zack Snyder went into <laughs> it all with his, like, Ayn Rand, like, ultra, you know, like ultra uh view on things yeah. you know what i mean you and crank like, that shit to 10 and like here's the thing is that like so they had the success of the dark knight right and they were like all right we got to do that for superman and they're like well let's finish out the dark knight trilogy first and then we'll just do superman right and then in that time when they made that decision they were putting their superman film together um christopher nolan was like i'm done with superhero movies so they lost him like, because he was originally was a producer and a writer on Man of Steel. Um, so they lost him. And then on top of that, the Avengers came out the year before and literally changed the way films have been made for the past 10 years going. 
everything has to be a big fucking uh shared universe now. Everything has to have a post credit scene. You get what I'm saying? So everything's got to be. While they were making the first fucking Superman movie, which by the way came out ten years ago, um, <laughs> they were already like, "Well, now we got to make it a shared universe." And people clearly like dark and gritty because that worked for Batman, so we got to do that too, you know. And Zack Snyder had already come off the success of Watch of Watchmen, I believe. Watchmen was 2009, right? And he had also so, yeah. done 300 before that, which was also another wildly successful film. Same with Dawn of the Dead, another wildly successful film. So, like, he had built his way up to this. So it was one of those things where it was like you had the react, you had the <laughs> you had the right wing reactionaries at WB, and you had Zack Snyder, this fucking basically, uh, you know, like a a a prepubescent twelve year old in a sandbox, just given all the superheroes that he can, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, ten years later, you you have this mess. You just have this absolute mess of like you could not get anything off the ground if you wanted to at this point. Now you know Discovery's I mean? like the parent who has to come in and <laughs> clean up all the toys and put them in the toy box. Exactly. And you know the other thing is I think it's important to mention is that like WB never had the bandwidth to compete with Marvel. WB has so many other franchises. They make so many other films during the year that like Marvel was pumping two out a year at that point. And now they're ramping up to three or four a year. And the reason, like, WB could never put out three fucking superhero movies a year and have them be quality because they never put the right people in place. And the most important part about this that we need to talk about before we move on is Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige worked on 14 comic book films before even getting in the door at Marvel Studios, before he was asked to be the head of Marvel Studios. And the reason, and that whole career, whether he had a hit or a a flop, he found out what worked, he found out what didn't, and that's what's important, is that he understands how to make a great film, but he also has a passion for the material. He was put on this earth to shepherd in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is it. (laughs) Exactly. I think as soon as he does X-Men and as soon as he does Fantastic Four, that's it. I think he's gone. I think he's got more years behind him than in front of him, but like it, he's done an amazing job, and that's what they're missing. The other thing that we got to remember is that Kevin Feige's boss was Alan Horn, and Alan Horn is easily mm-hmm. one of the greatest media, like entertainment media men who's ever existed. So, you know, it, these are just things to consider. WB is looking for that, but they're not going to find that. You know, like I saw some fucking Snyder stand on Twitter being like, they should put Jim Lee in there. He'll know what to do. It's like, what Jim Lee can't even put him make a fucking YouTube video you think he's gonna fucking (laughs) make like just because you wrote amazing comics doesn't mean that you can write a great novel just because you write a great novel doesn't mean you can't be a columnist I mean doesn't mean you can be a columnist I'm not saying you can't always translate yeah Yeah, exactly my point is that like Kevin Feige is a unique person and that's why we're in the unique situation we're in with Marvel whereas not only are they fucking destroying at the box office with numbers because people like it so much, but the fans are actually satisfied too, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it only grows. It only gets bigger. It never gets smaller, like, you know? So I think they're approaching the lines of just rebooting this whole thing. They've been talking about it with Ezra Miller not staying out of freaking trouble and don't, Flash don't on the fucking get me started on Amber Heard. Do not get me started on Amber Heard. I don't, I don't want to talk about that guy because <laughs> I just don't want to draw any more attention to douchebags. Right. But I just think in the sense of I think we all agree with it. And I think with the purchase of discovery, let's just 
reboot this bad boy. I, you know, here's my thing. Actually, now that Wipe we're on the topic, I think it, I think this is an interesting point to leave on. As far as Ezra Miller is concerned, I think I think that they need help. I think that is somebody who's struggling with mental health and addiction right now, and people who love him or uh, anyone who he loves, they help help them, please. Because I, I don't want to open up my phone one day and find out that Ezra Miller died in a hotel room. That's not yeah. what I want to see. So yeah. I think his bad behavior is a symptom of what el- of what's going on in here. I think that's what's happening. Sure. And as we far- should all appreciate Ezra Miller for really helping shepherd on the next era of DC. Right. Because ho- <laughs> hopefully his uh, uh, his bad behavior brings an end. It brings all this shit down. And we uh, start fresh like AJ. Honestly, with that. listen. Jason Momoa, listen, like, you know, going this, against Amber Heard. His like, movie yeah. was announced seven years ago. They've had six director <laughs> changes, like seven page one rewrites at this point. I want to see it, but I want to see it succeed. I don't mind him as the Flash. He's not bad. Like, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, I, I'm fucking using the wrong pronouns, but I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up with them. But uh, he's say they. Uh, but listen, I, I like I said that that is not a situation I want to see them in. Uh, I want them to get help. As far as the situation with Aquaman 2, they need to put that on ice right now and just wait yeah. till this whole thing works itself out. And if there's any movie that they are considering reshooting and dumping $120 million into again to redo, it's that one. And we all know why. Moving Absolutely. on, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, with, the, uh, with that, with that uh, Nick... What is this? Put, what what are we doing for? What are we I've doing? put together a little game today, uh, and in the spirit of us being uh, out of commission for a few weeks, uh, this all kind of stemmed from Pat and I going to the movies together to see Morbius, and then <laughs> we both we both got COVID. Everything and went bad. Everything goes bad when you go to see Morbius. And I went to the hospital. Pat was in the hospital <laughs> be- because of Morbius. So I've put together a uh, selection of reviews from uh, from Rotten Tomatoes that are a mix of critical reviews and audience reviews, and I'm going to read oh, them to you guys, so and you guys have to figure out who who wrote the review, a critic or an audience member. So is everyone ready? Yes, yes. absolutely. And what, can we can we all vote? Like we'll each throw our yeah. vote at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So all right, the first review is. A lot of this movie made zero sense. Trying to take elements from No Way Home and insert them in here was very misguided. This was an incredibly bad comic book film that revolves around one of the least interesting Spider-Man villains. Critic or audience? That's a critic. I'm going to go fan. I'll go critic. All right, so that was that's correct. It was a critical review. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> That's written so poorly. Like, what what counts as a critic nowadays? You know, like, yeah. That, well, uh, it, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> there was there was a couple in there that I'm like, I don't know how this made broke the standards of critic, but they did. Um. So and the, oh, I should say that one was a one out of five. Uh. So this next one is somehow Jared Leto is not even the best Jared in this movie. <laughs> Jared Harris being the doctor. Oh, that's a uh, fan. Oh, uh, I just uh, enough with the origin stories. We did not ask for critic that's or a fan. fan. That's a fan. I'll go critic again. Just to go the opposite way. Yeah, that one was a critic. All right. So what? actually, 
So somebody keep tally right now. Uh, you know, uh, actually, I got to. These critical reviews are a little personal sounding. Fuck that whole. Also, like, I thought you were supposed to articulate your thoughts. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm expecting the like. Have you guys, AJ, that letterbox review you posted the other day about the secrets of Dumbledore? Did you see that, Nick? Oh my god, I need to check that out. It's like, what you mean? What you mean, secrets of Dumbledore? He's gay. I don't know what the secret is. (laughs) Like, what you mean? Um, so I just want to also, I should, should have said this up front. I'm not taking the full review. I'm taking the small blurb. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, that's what I figured. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. So n- number three, where did the plot go? What's going on with the ending? <laughs> How did the vulture randomly show up? Also, he can give powers to his girlfriend since she drank his blood. Wow. That was bad. I love Marvel movies. This was just not good. That's a fan. Okay, that's a fan. Mike, I'm, I'm gonna go critic. I swear to God, if this is a critic, this was a fan. Yeah, okay. Because because okay, the the, the fucking God. idiots who are like, I love Marvel. This is Marvel's worst movie. It's like, well, it's not a Marvel movie, so yeah. yeah. I I picked up on a lot of that. A lot of people were 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 tricked by the marketing. A new Marvel that, legend arrives. New Marvel <laughs> studio <laughs> that brought you or brought you no way <laughs> <Yeah>. home. <laughs> Liars. <laughs> Superficial character development and shady morals. Mean uh, means it's hard to work up to much sympathy for most of the characters in this movie, including Morbius. Who are we to identify with? Who are we intended to respect and admire? Critic or fan? Hope critic. I'm gonna go critic. I think that's fan. It's written well, but critic. Mm. All right. All right. Okay. Number five. Uh, bad film from all points of view, starting from the writing uh, of all the characters up to the special effects. Only Jared Leto is saved. Fan. <laughs> Only Fan. Jared They're Leto is saved. I don't think a cr- yeah, and I think it was Jared Leto who wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I, and then it's crossed out. Jared Leto. <laughs> is the account yes, that, name totally not Jared Leto? <laughs> one of these was reviewed by like the name was just Morbius, and I was like, this. I feel like this would be a good one. That is Jared Leto. He's still Morbius in his mind. He's right still now. yes. He's right. still in character. Um, are we sure this isn't some kind of elaborate April Fool's Day prank? <laughs> critic. critic or fan? Critic. Critic. That's a fan. We are all right. So yes, that was a critic. Oh, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> oh, they're movie, trying to be funny about it. Yeah. yeah. The movie was great. It was an amazing standalone monster film and action movie. Fuck this. I, d- I don't know how loyal <laughs> it is to the comic books. But it tied in very well to current trends in gothic comic book films being made recently. That's a fan. That is a fan. That is a fan. That's a Sony fan. Sure. That is a fan. Yeah. How do you feel about yeah? How do you feel about Venom? I bet no credit. Yeah, right. No exactly. critic exactly. worth their fucking word would ever say that. This is what we've been waiting for since 2020. Y'all proud of this? Must be some type of happy accident for Sony to finally release this on April 1st because this movie's existence is a joke. Yeah, that's a fan for sure. That's a fan. That's a fan. That's, that's that Nick's one. review. <laughs> that was a critic. What? No. No. What's their publication? That was, that was that. Rendy Jones from Rendy Reviews. Yo, we got to hit up <laughs> Rendy. The Rendy? The, the Randy from Randy Reviews. <laughs> Randy himself came out of his executive office. All right. Here's a short but sweet one. Jared Leto wasn't born to be the Joker. He was born to play Morbius. Holy shit. Wow. Critic. 
You could you could say that you know like he was born to play Morbius. He is kind of an unbearable douchebag, um, yeah. which is so weird because the other night, Burke, I were like, whenever this came out, we saw a video of the kill come up. We were like, and he was like murdering it. We were like, damn, yo, he used to be so fucking cool. Yeah, I was, uh, like, I was like, I forgot that also, he can really he's fucking fifty sing. years old. Yeah, and he's got a brother named Shannon. Anyway. Um, All right, I'll read it. Yeah. Read again. Jared yeah. Leto. Jared Leto wasn't born to be the Joker. He was born to play Morbius. Uh, fan or critic? Fan. Critic. That's a fan. All right. Yes, you are correct. That is a fan. Okay. I just want more critics to say more batshit things. That's why. Yeah. I it's, right? Dude, <laughs> it's bad when the critics are like are stepping are out of wildin'. line. Yeah. Coming off the heels of superhero masterpieces such as Spider-Man No Way Home and The Batman, Morbius is a movie you might stumble across on cable TV and play in the background as you do your household chores rather than appointment viewing. Oh God, that's God. a critic. That's, that's critic. A, yeah, that is that's going for that's the a critic. That's a critic. That is a critic. Yeah, that's rough. That's a Good. rough. That's review. something I would say. Like I would like place like, movies in like, oh, this is on on a Saturday while I'm vacuuming. Yeah. I'll just leave it on. This is an unfolding it. laundry kind of movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was remarkably bad and somehow bored me to tears despite the insanity on screen. The plot had more holes than Swiss cheese. The character development was non-existent. Please keep the MCU far, far away from Sony. That's a fan. Ooh, that's. I was inclined to say critic initially, but then that last part, that last part, that last line made it a fan. Mike, you agree? Fan. That was a critic. Oh man. That was a critic. Huh. There is no consistency. Yeah, there's. I'm absolutely not seeing a through line here at all. I felt the storyline was weak, albeit I was a few minutes late, but there was never another <laughs> reference as to exactly what he did to become this way. Yeah, okay. That's Great. that's a, that's a fan. <laughs> no. Fan. I you guess. Fan. Albeit. That was a fan. I don't think a critic would brag about it. I didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the beginning, but he never explained how he became a vampire. Did the ballpoint pen ever come back into play? You know, oh, that yeah. is true. They didn't like why did he pick vampire pets? That's a good point. The entire movie was kind of vague and out of focus, occasionally reduced to slow motion for brief moments of clarity. I anticipated bigger and bolder. Critic? Critic. Pat? I'm going to go critic. That was an audience member. That was a fan. I'm so bad at this. (laughs) I was going to say, audience member doesn't mean fan or critic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fan is just easier. Yeah. Uh, like all Marvel movies, this one is a great action film. I enjoyed it at the end, how they tie in with some other Marvel movies. The film is packed with a lot of action and super special effects. Um, that's someone with mental illness. That's <laughs> yeah. what that is. That's the biggest fanboy. Yes. Morbius tattoo on Instagram. He watched the whole yeah, movie. He watched the whole movie with it, with his dick in his hand the entire time because <laughs> <laughs> the theater was empty. So he was like, "Yup." Yeah. Perfect. He, he pulled a Pee Wee Herman for yeah. that one. If it were just a ride at a theme park, Morbius would be fun enough, but it wasn't. That's the weirdest analogy of ever. Fuck. What does that mean? I, listen, if I've it been were on just a ride park. at a theme park, Morbius would be fun enough, but it was not. I don't know what fucking rides this fan guy or goes critic. on. But I'm hoping a fan. I'm hoping a, I'm hoping a critic. Well, all right, Please, everybody man. say their vote again. Critic. critic. Critic? Yes, it was a critic. Oh my god, that makes that I don't understand. No, it it makes absolutely no sense. 
It was, was a, a, well, they're saying it was just like a lot of, you know, like cheap thrills, I think. That's what, that's what I got from that. It was a good movie, plus there were not any swear words like in pretty much all other movies out there today. I would recommend. This Damn is right. a, uh, a, a Three and a half stars. A Christian mother? Like, what? <laughs> you know what? About that's darn bad. time. Yeah. <laughs> that was an audience member. It had to be. <laughs> If a critic came out of the movie and was like, that movie had swear words. I didn't My like it. I'd be Bobby like, you, how not... are you? How do you get paid for this? Yeah. Overall, this was an entertaining <laughs> movie. It sucks you in with the action and standout scenes between some of the characters. But while Morbius has the makings of great anti-hero ri- uh, revival, it wavers with the execution. That well seems like it'd be a critic, but I'm going to go fan. Okay. AJ, what'd you say? Damn, I don't know. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Fan. I think it's just an articulate fan. Pat, is there such thing as an articulate fan? Uh, Joe, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go fan on this one. Yeah, that was a fan. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm picking up the pattern. <laughs> Great movie with plot twist. Fan. Critic. <laughs> Critic, they were obliged. They were what obliged was the plot twist it. that like no, there was no plot resolution like at all? <laughs> Great movie with plot twist. No, that's a fan. That's a dumb Critic. fan too. <laughs> that was a fan. <laughs> and I also want to note there was no period at the end of the sentence. <laughs> I just want to know what the plot twist was supposedly. Like, I don't know. Like, the the fact that the girlfriend do. comes back to life as a vampire yeah, they, maybe when they killed her the, the, off screen a, a, plot, and then, uh... a plot twist in like a post credit scene are very different things yeah. that's plot essentially twist what that was. involves there being a plot yeah <laughs> is it a movie bad. is it a movie you should see honestly yes <laughs> what kind of question is that what's the zootopia crap you're leading your own question yeah, yeah like for christ's sake should you watch the movie mm, yeah no one's yeah. asking you man is it a movie you should see? Honestly, yes. <laughs> is it a fan or is it a critic? God, I hope that's a fan. I that's hope a, fan. It's a fan too. That's a critic. Fuck. Dude, me. who's that? <laughs> Who so wrote that? Funny, that was Andre Meadows from Black Nerd Comedy. Really? Andre, I know Andre, Black Nerd Comedy. Uh, Black Nerd Comedy had that uh, yeah. take? That's wild. Okay. All right. Here's, Andre, here's, we're coming from you. Here's a simple one <laughs> Where was Spider Man? <laughs> it was in the trailers. I bought the ticket based you know on what? the Honestly, trailer. that's not a bad. That's no. That's, that's a not. A, valid that's a valid criticism. question. Was it a fan or was it a critic? That's a critic. That's a critic because it's a valid question. That was a fan. <laughs> I'm on that fan side too. Yeah, where was Spider Man? I would hate to where be the he? guy watching that whole movie expecting Spider Man <laughs> the entire time. All right. Uh, person next to me kept trying to distract me, but the movie was ten out of ten. <laughs> Did you write that? <laughs> Person next to me gave me COVID. The movie was ten out of ten. Was it a fan or was it a critic? Fan, 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 fan. Fan is correct. All right. He really morbed those guys. Half of a star. <laughs> point zero. Point five of a star. He really morbed those guys. That's a fan. That's I my review. A, I hope it's a critic, and this is them trying to do a really awful pun. That was. It was a fan. <laughs> All right, final final review. Vampires and there's another part to it. <laughs> I'll read it again because it took me a couple times the first time I read it. Vampires and there's another part to it. Nope, that's a valid that's a valid review. 
I'm going to go with fan on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'll go fan, too. That just seems weirdy. Weird that words. was a fan. Okay. So where are we at? Telling <laughs> the numbers. Doing the math. Nick is very blue right now as well. I, yeah, I have a blue light in front of me. Oh. All right. So you guys got 15 right and seven wrong. So you did pretty good. We'll I'll take those it. odds. That's fine. So I mean, that we, was we did more than critic. double, right? We got, so, we, got yeah. we got a solid like we got a solid sixty-nine percent. Is that sixty-nine percent? Sounds like sixty-nine to me. All right, I'm just hearing in from from our mathematicians that it's sixty-nine percent. Nice. I don't know what we pay those guys, but it's I will say I I feel pretty good that I tripped you up with with a couple of those. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that were... was I was genuinely surprised by some of the takes critics had because I was just like, who? like I get what they're saying, but also at the same time, it's like, do you? Do you know how to speak for a living? No. What the fuck? I, I kind of like when, yeah. when they got casual sometimes. You know, I don't oh, want no. everything to be I, I mean, like there's a dissertation. Nothing, yeah, I, I don't I, like, for instance, like I I don't like when critics like look towards other movies and shit on them and say mm -hmm. that's why this one's better. I'd rather you just tell me straight up casually why you like this one and why you think it works for the person who's going to see this movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like when, when they drop, but when they drop their guard that much like that, I was not expecting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It bummed me out because I'm always, I get irritated whenever Rotten Tomatoes, it's a game every time, like on Instagram, they drop the score immediately. The top five comments. I only listen to the audience score. And I'm like, it makes me feel because I try to defend the critics Dude, ones because I'm like, I've, this is the dumb stuff that the crit the that was like, is saying. Well, that was like um, now. <laughs> one time I was in Walgreens, right, and I was buying, mm. uh, I was buying whatever, and the guy next to me was talking to the dude behind the counter and said that he's going to see Glass, which was that the 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 sequel to Unbreakable yeah. and Split or whatever, right? And, mm -hmm. um, I said, I, I just interjected. I was like, oh, did you see it yet? Because I heard the critics didn't. I, I heard it It wasn't very good. I heard it like it's got like a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. He's like, yeah, dude, but that's the critics, bro. The fans ain't seen it yet. I was like, okay, but how do you know it's going to be good then? Like, <laughs> Or how do you know it's good? You know what I mean? That guy just right. doesn't trust authority. Uh, well, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, like, that's and exactly listen, it. And listen, I, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's that same thing that we talked about with studio interference in the beginning of the show where like when studio interference happens and it's not good, we all blame studio interference. So when a movie comes out and it eats shit on Rotten Tomatoes, everyone's like, dude, those critics are full of shit. Mm -hmm. But when a movie comes out and it's very well liked by the critics and it's or and it had like look at Marvel. Marvel's the king of studio interference and they make great a great fucking product every single time. And, but nobody talks about it then. Nobody says like, "Oh, those." It's don't the know same what conversation about. as when when people talk about CGI and when it's bad, it's everybody jumps down the the VFX team's throat, dude. But most yeah. of the time, you don't notice VFX am, just because it's so seamless. It's also one of those things where I am so tired of the Twitter VFX artists. You know, the people who are like, mm -hmm. "This looks awful." This two seconds of a of a fucking CGI goblin mask took me out of the whole fucking movie. It's like, what are you talking like, buddy, about? You blinked and you missed it. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. You saw it again, it's also like, one after. of those things where it's like, you like, did you guys know all the masks in Spider-Man No Way Home are CGI when they're putting on mat? Like it's all CGI. And it's really good. because that's easier to do than to fucking get a physical mask to sit on. Like the Tobey Maguire's old mask on his face had a shell underneath it that they had to tape to his face 
to keep the form of the face. Right. Also, Tom Holland's uh, mask in Spider-Man No Way Home. If you look at that without, um, if you look at that without, uh, uh, what's it called? If you look at that CGI. without, um, without Good CGI, yes, he looks like a derp. His eyes are like totally like bodily mm-hmm. and everything, right? <laughs> So like they have to smooth it out with CGI. Turns out to Tom Holland is cross-eyed. In life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but just it's it's going back to what you're saying. It's just like people have these weird expectations, and like when it doesn't pan out the way they want, instead of being objective about it, they try to make sure that they somebody else is the problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I, ju- I also want to just circle back to the reason that I, I I decided to to bring this to you guys is because I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes for Morbius. And you remember we were talking about the scores on there, and we were like loving watching the number come down. Right now, it's sitting at sixteen percent for for the Tomato Meteor, but the audience score is up to seventy one percent. And I'm like, I I we walked out of that movie and we said that was better than we thought it was going to be. That's kind of a but meme 71% though. Seventy one percent is is ridiculous. That's kind like, of a meme yeah. though now because like Twitter is, Twitter took it over to try and make Morbius yeah. the greatest comic book movie of all time. Like that's why I don't trust those audience scores when you can't regulate. Like oh. I, I know people that swear by IMDb is their favorite rating system. Dude, the second IMDb is the no, most broken one. Well, dude, the second <sighs> that there's no restrictions and that you don't have to be qualified and you can spam and review bomb, it doesn't matter. It's completely meaningless. Yeah. You've completely <laughs> well, a couple years ago, after the Captain Marvel fiasco, they actually changed the way that that those that that whole system takes place. So you actually have to submit a ticket stub and your review and rotten tomatoes there's, will there's change two that. on rotten tomatoes reviews there are two categories there's verified all audience and verified audience. oh i didn't yeah. know that that so like i, didn't I know. said there's the but the yep. audience score is encompassing both so categories of verified th- listen yeah it honestly for me it it like it goes back to joker <clears throat> joker is beloved joker. by yeah, joker with yoke <laughs> phoenix uh it is <laughs> joker is beloved by audiences people by the intellectual dark web <laughs> by the intellectual dark web <laughs> uh, a lot of right-wing politics in this episode uh joker is beloved by audiences right and people say it's the gold standard and that, 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 that. the critics really did not like joker the critics the critical score on rotten tomatoes will reflect that and the other thing that people have to remember rotten yeah. tomatoes does not hire critics all they mm-hmm. do is collect the scores that were submitted to them by other websites and then projects that into a number. And the way that they calculate that number isn't even mathematical. It's like yeah. if the most amount of critics submitted the number 68, that's the number that it gets. If you want to see the actual review score of the film, there's they have another sol- a, a selection you can click through and it shows you what top critics actually gave it and how it mathematically comes out. But like... That's how it kind of works. And like, listen, Rotten Tomatoes was never supposed to be the Bible. It was supposed to be like, this is what the conversation around the movie is. You know, people mm-hmm. built these expectations for Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I mean? For sure. And it, like, it is an interesting study to go in and compare what audiences think versus critics. Right. You know, like that is a valuable piece of information, even yes. if it's not mathematically sound. Right. You know what? You're absolutely correct. Even though it is not a one to one comparison, I think is the best way to put it. You know, and like even then, if you want to submit a review to Rotten Tomatoes outside of them literally emailing your website and being, hey, what score would you give this? They they do it on a weird like 
a four out of five scale or like a three mm. out of six. It's like this weird number you have to pick. It's so <laughs> it's so Just needlessly for complicated. For you know the record, saying? Joker has a 68% critic score. And I think and like the 88, tops, right? It's a 49 for top critics as well. So it's even lower amongst top critics. 88% verified audience and a 90% all audience. Yeah, see? I mean, like, look. Like, dumb people who haven't seen taxi or king of comedy in their life <laughs> they're like man who's scorsese don't Never start that guy this don't start don't start we are very divided on joker on this podcast I hate we are joker, very dude. divided you hate I it hate joker is a terrible movie i, we have, I we'll have, have to come back and do like a do a retrospective i, have, I want to talk I, to you about that yeah, i mean like look, my whole thing is i will give credit where credit's due the direction the production design and the performance is amazing everything else is just like what is going on so all right I don't want to get into it either. Let's yeah, not get right into now. it because not we're today. finally not at today. the point where we we're here to talk about what we all saw this weekend. Uh, we saw what's his name, Robert Eggers, RuPaul season fourteen <laughs> finale. Yeah. <laughs> we I'll saw. Have you know, I should be watching that right now, but I'm here with you guys. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. We saw Robert Eggers, the Northman, and um, and boy, oh boy, was it something! Oh, oh my man. God, I, I so. I I haven't seen the lighthouse yet. However, I did see the witch back in 2016 when that came out, and I was very impressed by that film. Even though it is not a Hollywood film at all, it was not what I was expecting. It was not like a scare a minute. It, I don't even think it's an A24 production, right? AJ, you would it, know. I think it, I think it is. Let me try. I mean, either way, this one definitely isn't because they were not giving him this budget to get this film made. That being said, right off the bat, let's start with non-spoilers. I don't care if we go over a little bit. We have time. Um, that being said, let's two four. Okay. Um, non-spoilers, just to get off get off the ground. I I loved every second of this. I was a little hesitant going into it because I heard it was billed as like a Viking Braveheart situation where there's like a battle every ten minutes, and. Then when I listened to some of the critics that I like come out of it and saying it's not that movie, but it's still incredible. I was like, okay, let's see. You know, I don't know. I don't want to be bored. You know how I am. I kind of have an eight brain from, from the very first scene. I was just sucked into the story, into the world, into the, the production design is absolutely beautiful. The dialogue sings off the page. The performances are fucking brutal. Uh, the action when there is action is absolutely visceral. And the only oh, critique so I have of it is that it might be a little bit too slow in staged. It may be, I think it could have been a little bit more chaotic. Like I said, uh, only in the smallest degree. And we can get into that in spoilers. Other than that though, I have no, if you like film at all, you have no reason not to watch this. This is fucking incredible. It's high praise. So I'll I completely agree with all of that, minus the uh, it, it being slow in some parts. I mean, I really, really, really love the way that they decided to base it off of kind of like loosely Hamlet, like the, you're yeah. taking it and you're putting it that way. Because <laughs> Liz said you the Lion get... King while we were watching it. Well, she's yeah. not wrong. Yeah, which is also based <laughs> but, off Hamlet. Yeah, but I think I think the the biggest part about that, and it really struck me for this whole movie, was the fact that it was like. I am not here to connect with these characters on an emotional level. I'm not here to feel the pain that they are feeling. You are getting like a true Shakespearean Greek tragedy where it's like this character is this emotion, that character is that emotion. Like you're not there to be in the shit with them. You are there to watch, you know, 
the, yes. the highs and lows and like the, their their I felt that flaws too. cause other things. I felt that too. At some point I was like, this is very Shakespearean and I'm glad this exists because I'm not, this is one of those stories where they're not trying to connect with me. They're just trying to depict a story like set in this time period, you know? Yeah. Like we're not, we're not trying to get like deep. I mean, you obviously get into characters, emotions and motives and everything as much as you would kind of like for a play, but like we're not trying it 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 let it let them take the characters in a way, put them here, and then that's who they are. Like it did not have to worry about handling them very carefully, or like you know there wasn't a lot of like intricacy with it. And I think that it wouldn't have served it well to do that either, with it being such a brutal storyline and concept. So I think like both in physical demeanor and fighting and everything, you had the brutality of it, but then in all of like basically how everybody is structured as a character, it mirrored it in a really really cool way. Yeah. I totally agree. AJ? Yeah, I loved it. I'm a sucker for these kinds of movies, though. Uh, I It reminded me of... <clears throat> it's uh, The way I described it to a buddy, it was like, what if Revenant met the Green Knight? And that it's just... Ooh, it's that's brutal. that's really? what I said. I said it was somewhere in between the Revenant and... Um, uh, God, what's that other one? Fuck. But yeah, you're right. That's exactly what I was saying. But that's what I liked about it. It's just a good old-fashioned revenge story, and it's beautifully done, artistically done. I thought the performances were incredible. It just looked pretty. I imagine that they used real locations. I did not look that up, although I'm sure I could easily find out. This was a very expensive period piece. This was $90 million, and it looks it. (laughs) They went there then. Yeah, they needed Uh, to. Yeah, and it just—it was just—I love these types of experiences where I saw—I saw it in XD. I don't know if you guys saw it in like the big format. It was just—I saw it in Dolby. So there Dolby. you go. Just the bet. The, to me, the more immersive you can watch it, the better, mm-hmm. because it's just an experience. So where there's long stretches of no dialogue. And it's it, just being yeah. a Viking. It's funny that you bring this up because I bought tickets to this movie, uh, probably like uh, when they first went on sale for today for this morning, right? And mm-hmm. When I bought them, I usually like to buy two thirds up right in the center if I can. That's the per that's where the sound mixer sits when he mixes everything. That's what I would the perfect viewing angle, right? That's my dude. Mm-hmm. We were the only people in that row when we bought those tickets, right? I get into the theater. There is literally no one else in the theater besides for one fucking guy, and he <laughs> bought the seat right next to me. So it's me, Liz, and this dude, and it's just the three of us sitting there. And this fucking asshole, when we sat down, he had his phone in Liz's cup holder. He saw us coming. Liz sits down, and it took him a full three minutes for him to be like, (laughs) I was like, what do you think we were going to move? Like, (laughs) dude, my my theater was full. Like, I, I, I could like the only ticket I could get was in the second row. Like, it was full, full, and like to the point where like. When the movie ended, people clapped. It was like one of those experiences. Wow. Like you got to see it with a good crowd. Yeah, because that's crazy. It it, oh my god! Remind- Everybody was into it with this crowd. I saw it on, I saw it on what uh, Sunday, at like or Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday at like four thirty too. It wasn't even like I was doing. Yeah. like, you know. I mean, well, the other thing is that like, so this movie did not make money at the box office. This movie pulled in worldwide about like twenty five million, and. That sucks. Listen, it, does it pisses me off because all those fucking idiots, all those super film buffs who are like, there's nothing original anymore. It's all remakes or superhero movies. Well, bitches, you got this <laughs> yeah. and you got uh, what was the other one that came out this weekend? Unbearable that we- weight. Unbear- unbearable yeah. weight. Um, yeah. 
you got two great original films that came out this weekend and you're not giving them your money. So like, that's They're why they don't make guys. them. You so know? This, this was just a remake <laughs> of the lion King. So it's not really, they already tried that. Um, <laughs> I think one thing that we haven't really touched on though, that's important. I agree with everything that you guys have said pretty much. Uh, but also I, I just really loved visually how they heightened the Norse, mythology and used special effects sparingly but super effectively to to really make it feel like you were immersed in the culture rather than just seeing a period piece yeah. right that was that i was gonna go a little bit well i'll go more into it when we talk like you know post spoilers and everything but i got like a lot of like guillermo del toro like magical realism elements yeah. of it where things were put there to like you said heighten kind of the lore and all of the now, whole backing of it, but still being like you're where you're kind of like, is this happening? Is this real? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen The Witch at all? Have any of you guys seen The Witch? I, I have. did it's straight up years like ago. that's exactly how The Witch is like, where it's like, I don't know if this is really happening or not. However, yeah. since I feel like this was telling a more forward story, uh, they kind of, you know, they gave justification to those more supernatural elements, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I mean, it's the same, like AJ said, Green Knight had a lot of, but like that yeah. on steroids, where, yeah. I, you know, like you see the giants and I'm like, I don't, what, is this real <laughs> yeah. or not? Um, so, I mean, they, like I said, the, the, I think it's not so much the story. Like it, I always say there's no bad ideas in Hollywood. There's only poor execution. Right. Cause this is really a, by the numbers revenge tale. You know, yeah. but I feel yeah, like it's the real classic. slow <laughs> burn. It's not even really a slow burn. Like it's it's just they're just telling a story. The storytelling is super immersive. And yo, when I got out of this movie, I was like, I got to play fucking Valheim again because that's, that's literally the what production I thought. <laughs> design is incredible. It looks absolutely mm -hmm. beautiful. And not only that, like the shot composition is Dude. fucking even for just dialogue scenes like you know no spoilers but there's a scene where the two characters you know they you know first they you know she drops the bread and then he picks up the bread for her and she puts it back in and then he grabs her and then they, they move over to the side that's all done in one take yeah, yeah like the they had to rehearse that stage that they had to mark that they had to have they had to light that you know what i mean and like that's not as simple as like as like you know just turning just on the camera shot, you know? shot. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like this is and like i get putting the time in for the big action sequences right which and when we say big action sequences they were just the action sequences of this movie mm -hmm. but like you think about the tracking shot i mean the big tracking shot in the trailer is the one where he catches the spear and throws it back throws which it back. that was so fucking badass and then like <laughs> and then like when they they climb up the side in the trap and then it goes over the wall and then the, the, you know they had i get planning those shots out like that's that those that's your biggest spectacle so those you are want, the money shots you want to spend the most mm -hmm. money on those but the fact that they even thought about that for the dialogue scenes and even like the way that they framed it, like when they were in the houses and stuff, it was just like, like, I, I always think to myself that I was like, do I have a vision for something? And I watch this and yeah. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I was like, I have yeah. no vision for anything. It's Does it like I'm not trying to take anything away from this movie because I agree with that. But the, I, I think the point that you're making almost speaks more to the state of what's you know what Burned. is popular culture right now uh because it's not like there aren't movies who, who aren't taking care with this type of stuff it's just that most of the things that we consume on a day-to-day -day basis 
are the more color by numbers, you know, just like get it done for the, the safer cheapest route. and quickest you way know, uh, possible. Yeah, we're making an investment. Formulaic route. Yes. Yeah. Like kind of like, okay, we were having a conversation about contemporary art before the podcast and we don't have to get into the intricacies of it. But basically my bottom line, everyone here was that like, I want to be entertained regardless of what soul searching or this you're trying to do as an artist, right? I feel like this is the perfect balance of that where not only are they telling a compelling story that has so much artistic integrity, that has so much um, basically like, I guess you could say meat on the bones, so much substance, but also entertains the fuck out of you the entire time because it knows what it is. You know what I mean? It's not just, it's, it's not trying to be this like solemn tale of revenge and honor. And it's like, no, like this guy got his father killed, his mother kidnapped, and he's going to go and he's going to murder these motherfuckers. You know, I I also think a kid to adult. Yeah. yeah. I will. I will avenge you, my father. I'll save you mother from a, from a cute boy to a hulking man. Yes, dude. My God. Scars guard. Dude, when gutters. he's just walking know, around I'm the sorry. entire time like bad, this. Dude. I'm sorry, bro. Like he's, that man has gutters of the year right now in this podcast. I think so. I he, think he can. might be no. he might be like you know, like Sans the like the rock or somebody like that who is, you know, famously big like that. He might be like the most jacked person I've seen. He's in fucking ripped. He's absolutely just yeah. like and I, I think the technical <laughs> term for it is yoked. Yes. Yoked, yoked. is the absolute. He's hardcore term, yoked. Um, I also thought it was interesting how um, how the characters got to where they were at certain points in the film where like it wasn't just like, for instance, I saw a video recently on how Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, uh, therefore, you know what I mean? Oh, with where, the classroom? Yes, you it should about? not yeah. be and then. It is therefore. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was how the story played out. Like, he found out where they were. Therefore, he. Not just, like, he found out where they were. And then he did this. And then he did. Like, everything had a purpose. Every scene, mm-hmm. every choice that he made was not only sensible, but it served the story, you know? And what's super interesting about that, and I feel why it worked so well with this movie, is the incorporation of, like, predetermined fate. And that playing yeah. such a strong role, essentially as a character and like a, a plot device. That actually didn't occur to me until about halfway through the movie, and we can yeah. get into why into this in spoilers. But it didn't occur to me how the movie was going to end. And like I said, I don't like to be one of those guys that sits here and thinks they're smarter than the story that's being told. But it was one of those things around Act Two that you find out what's really going on. You're just like, I kind of saw that coming based upon what was happening. But it was one of those things where I'm so engrossed in what the storytelling that I paid no mind to it until it did. And that yeah. I think are the perfect types of plot twists where it's like, oh, I saw that coming. Where it's like, no, no it's not I saw that coming. It's that would make the most sense. You they, know what I they, mean? They set that up. Yes, like, exactly. You know, you know what's going to happen. And I think that's such a but it 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 not in a way where it ruins it yes it's like when you're when you are working with like a faith based story you obviously always have the characters trying to fight it and this and that and like will they do this will they not will they inevitably do it anyway yeah um and it's not like they kind of did a little bit of that in here without going into spoilers but it, it like still like even though i could have completely i could have guessed what would have happened at the end based off of you know it being hamlet basically i was still like oh brutal like oh. 
Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, right. I did. I do have. I I do have one criticism, and it. I mean, it's a criticism generally of like What's most that? plays and everything like that is women being handled basically as like kind of like trickster or demonic figures. Well, that's the, well, that was like her whole, that was, uh, hold on, actually, that's a good point. Before we get into that, let's, cause that, I have something to add to that too. Uh, first of all, the cast, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, he is playing, uh, he's playing Ableth or I think that's his name. Amleth. Amleth. It's basically Hamleth without. Oh, age. okay. That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amleth. And then we have, uh, we have his uncle who is played by a guy that looks like Ethan Hawke. Uh, he is, he's Filnir is his name. Nicole Kidman, Filner. famous for heartbreak is, feels good in a place like this. She, famous for, <laughs> for ruining the mood of every movie at AMC. Theaters. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, hysterical. That being said, she was great in this. Um, and on Ani Taylor joy is Olga. And she, she was fucking awesome in this. She's I, I honestly I watched this movie. I was like, she's bad in nothing. I have never seen anything I don't like her in. And I think this is my favorite movie I've seen her in. She was really good. She was really, really good. I'm and then I'm, I'm trying fan. to think if there was oh, and Willem Dafoe, obviously, always great. However, yeah. however small his character might have turned out to be. Uh same and with Bjork. Ethan Hall oh Bjork. True. I, I thought she would have more to do, but you know, she was fine in her capacity and uh, Ethan Hawke, hey man, listen, uh, you should have done more of this movie than Moon Knight because this movie made me like you again. Um, <laughs> I think he, I think he was my favorite performance in the whole movie. Possibly, he was great, really, yeah, so his good. lot of presence. Yeah. Um, speaking of presence, the actual like, I guess you could say like the atmosphere of the film. Although it felt like very heavy and, and it didn't feel dreadful. And like one of the things I heard was that the film didn't look good be inside in the interior shots because they didn't light it properly. And I was like, are you fucking stupid? I was like, this movie looks amazing. Like mm-hmm. they, they would only have fires to light their way. You know what I mean? So, That's like, of course, the interiors would look nighttime? like that. It sucked. Yeah. No, yeah. That was that was what I got a lot out of this. Like, when they were walking, like, through the village and, like, the the floor of the village is just, like, four inches of mud and people are walking yeah. around in their feet. I'm just oh, like, that's true, dude. I would have never, I would have never been it. Like if I wasn't, if I got hired as an actor on this movie, I would have never made it because you, I would you get a pair of those Bruce Willis. feet. Uh, I get trench Willis. foot immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you prone to trench foot? Pat? <laughs> In that <laughs> much fucking mud? He's prone to everything. Apparently. So, um, but yeah, man, it looks like they were wet and I, uncomfortable. So. The uh, the shots that stood out the most to me, outside of any like the special effects shots, were the exterior night shots when they were walking around by moonlight. I thought yeah, how they the went with like like a uh, almost like silver and blue tones. Yeah, when it was like with the fox, uh, all of that I thought was it was just it looked like a painting. It, it was beautiful. No warm tones the entire movie until the end. until the end. Until the end. Final Mustafar. Yeah. yeah, when they fight on Mustafar. The same Mustafar thing. Mustafar. I, I'm so glad all of us were like, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, a bunch of dorks, <laughs> bunch of fucking Star Wars nerds in here. Um. <laughs> Uh, all right, like, yeah. Somebody light up those swords. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for the edit. <laughs> all 
All right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of lighting up, I'm about to go light up the bathroom. You guys keep talking. I can't hold me anymore. <laughs> to you, bro. That's that's keep the talking. best segue he had the whole episode. <laughs> oh my god. What did you guys think about like the like actual brutality and how it was shown? Like one of the things that super stands out to me is when he's it's not going to spoil too much, but like the the figure that is basically made out of corpses like the that we pinned up on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was hardcore. Yeah. That was very savage. I like I loved that. I loved the brutality because it's very when you have these types of movies where it's I mean, it's a Viking movie, so they pillage, you know, some poor village. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's savage, and it's supposed to be savage. And that scene actually kind of messed me up a little bit, dude. With uh, the, when, like, when they put everybody in that house. Yeah, the when yeah. it's them being Vikings, and yeah. it's just the, this is our property and stuff. Now, I'm like, that was. Thank God, I would not do well back then. Of just like, yeah. hey, tomorrow no, some dudes could just come into your house and just it's their house now. Raise the village, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I that's think just, it's like. Yeah, savage. I can't believe anybody had families back then. It's like I would, How I would be like, that? yeah. I <laughs> think like species. I think existentialism didn't happen yet in yeah. humanity at like you know nine hundred A.D. <laughs> from the what? sense of like, you're like, oh my god, I might die tomorrow of the consumption. So every every yeah. day you were fighting to survive, so you didn't have time to stop and think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my god, it made me want to do freaking pull-ups afterwards. Like the scene yeah, where they're all like, was dancing so, by the fire. I was so all inspired. Of them was jacked. I was oh, like, God yeah. damn, they're all massive. I gotta get in <laughs> these shape. people. But no, I, I, and I'm, you know what Pat Pat would say? He'd be like, Yeah, that's attainable in like six months. You could have a body like that. Yeah. Pat's, oh, Pat's no, like, I'm that's... like three to four weeks away from having that. Body. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm no. I'm so close to Skarsgard, you guys don't even know. Have you yeah, heard Jason like, Momoa talk about him when he's like before a shoot? He was like, because they talk about they purposely dehydrate you and they yeah. uh, cut out all kind of carbs and stuff. And then the day you shoot, you carbo destroy yourself because it makes your veins pop out because it's the sugar. Uh, yeah. He said that's what he said. He couldn't do it. Like he wasn't popping out. So he threw back some Guinness and then uh, that's what made his veins pop out because of all the sugar Just dilated. It, like, <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm back from the bathroom and it was a trip. Uh, so. Let's just wrap up non-spoilers real quick. Basically, here's where I'm at. If you have any interest in seeing this, see this. If you like period pieces, if you like any sort of like Viking culture or you're into that or history in general, Shakespearean tales, this is right. This is the best one of these things can get, I think. So absolutely see this, see this, see this. Please let, like, let this make money on video on demand or something like don't let the stu- I mean, it's going to take a hit, but but let them take a little <laughs> of a hit as possible uh, because I, I, I want more of this. I want to see more of this. Well, this well let's be clear. We don't want a sequel. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want a sequel to this. It doesn't need a sequel, it but I would like to see one. more films like this. They did um, possibly set it up for a sequel. <laughs> you shut your you shut damn the fuck mouth, up. Mike. Uh, uh, Everything is good in this movie. I would give it a 9.5, and we'll get into spoilers why I dock it that half a point. Yeah, but, I'm, I'll, I'd give it like a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I'm also on 9, so I'll give it a 9. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost be willing to just give it the 10 because I thought it was awesome all yeah. the way around. A 9 is um, high praise. Nick so, didn't yeah. even know what this movie was until we were like, we until, should talk yeah. about this. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Pat and, and I was like, like "Yo, Viking. you don't." I was like, "You don't. You haven't heard about this." Of all I'm the people? only one here with a fucking beard. There you go. <laughs> Alex, um, I'm, 
<laughs> yeah. I I also uh, I mean it's it's getting there it's getting there but uh I I this I can't think of another place to bring this up but also just want to say in my theater going experience it was nice to see trailers that I hadn't seen for the last yeah. tw- two years to see new things that felt you so that good. Morbius trailer yet? I I, I I you know what. I'll let you know when that day comes, but it's not today. <laughs> huh? Getting today. nostalgic for the Morbius trailer is a low place to be in life. It's Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go into uh, spoiler territory, huh? Yeah, um, let's do it. So, right off the bat, the one critique I have, and and it's not even it's like this is like something that they could have just turned the dial up from six to eight, and I think it would have been so much better. Or not even so much better, just that much better, um, was some of the action sequences. Specifically, there was the ones I'm thinking of. Um, the ones I'm thinking of specifically are the uh, the siege in the beginning, and the when he declares his vengeance, right, and he attacks those three guys on the farm. I just kind of felt like the brutality of it didn't match the energy I got where I felt it should have been like this rageful, like absolute blitzkrieg of fucking people up. And really it was more tactful. You know what I mean? Where like it looked like instead of him just going in and destroying people, he was picking and choosing his opponents. You know what I'm saying? Not tactful, tactical, right? Yeah, I get that's the best okay. way to put it. He chewed someone's throat out. That was crazy. <laughs> what though. more do you like? That's like that's what I mean. I mean, like that doesn't negate the fact that we f- we slowly fought four people to get here, though. You but know, what I, I, mean? I think that I think it's much more like I think that's being real nitpicky. I think it was very practical in that sense of being like this is probably how a fight would go down. Like, cause it's not, it's not like Lord of the Rings where they're fucking like, you know, there's four million orcs and everything, like, and they're just chopping them off the walls and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I thought it was a really practical approach. And I thought it was good. <laughs> Nobody rode on like, a shield down a set of steps. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, the mo- like the biggest thing he did was like do that big jump and the ho- and like smack the guy off the horse. That was cool. Mm. I do think that uh, the fight, the one where he declares his vengeance too, was it was it was different in the fact where a lot of the other fights felt like they were amped up as part of like like I was saying before just uh you know all the effects and the music brought them heightened whereas that fight felt way more grounded and it it almost wanted you to feel like he was at this moment of at a disadvantage to make it make sense that that's where he's captured and you know you know tied up in the barn mm-hmm. um you know th- like they didn't make it almost like over dramatic that was very real and you know i didn't i didn't feel like it was it took me out of it at all or it felt out of place yeah like i said like I, I don't think di- it, like a low point for yeah for his story. i don't think any of it was necessarily bad i'm just saying like maybe they should have just turned up the like the the visceral energy, just a little bit for me, you know, that doesn't make it any, any like that. I think you know? that's super fair. I mean, at that yeah. point we signed up for this kind of movie and yeah, I mean, if of the few action scenes we're going to get, at least match the tone of Bro, the, that initial, the when p- they hits that village, at least keep that momentum in terms of when the I keep happens. going back to the part where he catches the spear and throws it back. That Dude, was that's so, so high. It's literally like one sick. of the coolest parts. And of like, the movie. I saw that in every trailer and it did not disappoint when I saw it on the big screen too. Nope. Yeah. I was so happy. I to was see like, it on the big Oh screen. shit. Um, so 
obviously we know what happens. Uh, the only thing I thought about was like, this is my second favorite movie about vengeance this year. Because <laughs> even though Batman goes around saying he's vengeance the entire time, I kind of feel like this guy really means it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy is, yeah, vengeance incarnate. <laughs> so, um, the the big, let's say the big twist, once again, not a really, like, it's it's a twist, but not also at the same time, is that the mother's actually in on all this. And it's yeah. again, like you said, it's one of those things that it, it didn't. It wasn't a big surprise because it found made it out. sense. It, it definitely hurt, and you felt the impact on the yeah. character, but it wasn't surprising. It was also me being like, "Yo, killer!" Just like every, I, well, I was like, "Dude, why, that's what we're here for, right?" Just, just be like, right through her face. <laughs> I think that's yeah. I think that's why they did a really good job when handling that kind of scene because, like, this is this man's mantra. His entire life is to save his mother and to like. Realize in that moment you see on his face him just breaking internally. Yeah, like, I thought his acting was phenomenal. It's also a, it shows you a tale of like not all of these characters are incorruptible. Like Amleth himself yeah. might have been working off of the basis that his father was this amazing figure in his life, when really he might not have even known who his father really was. But oh, I mean, ultimately that goes back to the character. Like, what did it mean to him? You know, and right. I or felt his like mom's just a total bitch. Like, yeah. you don't know. You don't know which way it is. Exactly. Well, she split moves on him at the end. I think she just has that survival. Yo, that was so around, gross. Being yeah. around in that time period where you were a woman, therefore you were just a vagina and or a cook. Well, she said that, that right. entire existence. She yeah. said that she was like, it's amazing how fast um, uh, you become a princess when men make you their wives or something like that. And she, yeah. she was like a slave too, a Christian mm -hmm. slave. Yeah. So. So it's so easy you can become Which, a princess again or whatever, yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I love that whole plot line that uh he they took down the Christian monastery and then they uh you know, they killed all the men. They killed a bunch of the children too. And then that scene all, me up. literally all of the women and children. And then they, they took killed. they took all the slaves and then they branded them. And I, I, thought, I just thought that was a good idea for him to be like, all right, I'll just cut my hair and brand myself and get on this boat. He just abandons his brothers for his whole, virtually his whole life. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, his, it, it's completely like him being with like the wolf bear dudes was like a means to an end. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. it's just continually driving him towards his fate. It, uh, I just realized I made this connection, but there was, this is going to sound weird. A lot of similar feelings evoked in watching it that I got from Mandy where it's just this man on a mission and the like just the visceral brutality and obviously there's a lot of just primal screams that came out of Stellan Scars or uh which Skarsgard is this? Uh Alexander, Alexander. Skarsgard and uh Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, it's just like such uh you know one track mind, you know, my mission is the only thing that matters. Well that that's what I initially thought too, but I like when they're talking outside the one hut. And he's like, I will haunt this. I will haunt this farm until it is time to take my vengeance. <laughs> you know, it's like, even though it always comes I back. I am the knight. Even though, even though, it, even though it, it sounds like the fucking uh, Batman spokesperson accent. for yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell. Uh, I got a little Spanish. -y. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> very Spanish. -y. Yeah. It's just, I love how. How do I reach these kids? How do I reach these kids? I love the. Um, I love uh, it does always come back to vengeance, but I do love how he was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck with them for a bit first. Fuck it. They like yeah, right? he earned their respect, their trust. Make them think there's demons here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 
Well, because it's, it's just everything with him is it's revenge. And he's like, revenge. Like, you could just go up and stab him. He could have just went up and cracked his uncle's neck at any time with it. But that does not, like, you know, satiate revenge. But it also didn't play into the fact that he died in battle. That's yeah. what the Valkyrie told him, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's that was the whole, the whole crux is predetermined, like, ending. That, like, he's supposed to die in battle and he is supposed to take his vengeance. So, like, I, like I said... I didn't figure that out until like two thirds of the way through the movie that I was like, Oh, he's, he's dying when he kills, like they're going to, they're both going to kill each other pretty much. And yeah. it's also still doesn't lose that whole vibe of like the cycle of vengeance isn't healthy for anybody because mm-hmm. he lost everything to try and gain something. You know what I mean? When it was already like vengeance was never going to replace that. You well, know? at that, at that point it was <laughs> less about vengeance and more about protecting his family from, reaping the you know like the consequences of his quest for vengeance right Right. i think i think yeah that was like the big that was like the turning point for him where he really like truly does understand his fate and what is going to happen but you're approaching the like yeah the vengeance in a protective way almost changing completely from him just being like you know when he realizes he's a father and yeah he kind of has that moment of being like well, they killed my dad. Now I'm going to do this and I'm going to kill someone's dad and I've killed someone's son. You get like all of like that. I feel all of that complexity just dawns on him. And he's like, I have to kind of, you know, I, I like this will die with me. Let's talk yeah. about when he gets the sword. I thought that was so fucking hype. And then I love afterwards when they capture him and they can't open it. Yeah. Like the yeah. blade was meant for vent, like for a vengeful thirst. Uh, well, it could thirsty. only be open during the night. Oh, okay. I thought the whole yeah. thing was that he couldn't, that it was, because, it, like, when he puts the sword away, he was like, we both thirst for blood and we shall get our vengeance. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, that's, yeah. He tried to open it uh, the first night and then, like, the sun was literally rising yeah. as yeah. he was trying to do it. Uh, and he kept, it wouldn't come out of the sheath. I thought that was great. I yeah. I thought the disrespect was hilarious where he chops dude's head off and then shoves it up his butt. And I'm like, dude, that's just, <laughs> dude, that's that Viking felt- style right there. That fight right there, that felt such like a video game. And I know it I know it's because I've been playing so much Dark Souls. Ring. It felt so yeah, Elden Ring. It felt so much like a FromSoft like actual fight because it's like you go up and there's an item and then you go to take it and then there's a big thing and it's just like you beat the shit out of him, he beats the shit out of you. You're rolling around, you're just like it literally felt so like video game. <clears throat> based i was like this is so much this is so much fun yeah to watch. and like it, it was cool because it did have that airness of video gaming but also like it was grounded you know what i mean yeah. like um so the whole odin thing is is like is so like okay you know how they they fuck in the woods and then they're like how are we gonna fuck with these people? And she like prays to the earth, and like basically they they they're microdosing them with shrooms the entire time, mm-hmm. right? They are more than microdosing. <laughs> yeah, they throw the that's whole a macro dose. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a god dose. That's right poison. Um, yeah, dude, start stabbing their own necks. And that was bad, so crazy, dude. Trip. That is the the worst trip. <laughs> One might say that's Final the trip. worst trip. Um, <laughs> so in this moment where like it's like this weird like. They kind of use it's like it's almost like she's a like a sorcerer or something. And like mm-hmm. I, I think that the sorcery is more like them just doing hallucinogens and having visions and like 
and that's what guides them. You know what I mean? Because like they do the whole thing with Willem Dafoe in the beginning where they pretend they're dogs and they're like, drink the mead. And it's like the, the mead had the shrooms in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So later on to see that be a weapon later on, but also like the whole, like I said, the Odin thing. Like you saw Odin, the crows cut him down. But then later mm-hmm. on, she says, I didn't carry you that far. So it's like this weird thing where like they are playing this with this idea that the gods are real, that the Valkyrie are real, and that that magic is a real thing in this world. But there's also this plausible deniability where it's like, oh, it could have just been Ani Taylor Joy the entire time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's magical realism as as the genre is what you're describing. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's actually that's actually what docked it the 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 point for me for making it a ten. I wish it would have just leaned into it. I, I actually would have. Go ahead. No, Sorry. please. I just I would have. I wish that gods were real in this world. It's Norse folk, uh, folklore. So I wish this was a folklore film where there wasn't really a question that it wasn't the whole him grabbing the sword. And was that in my head or did that? No, I wish the thing zombie really attacked him because I can accept that. And I'm fully prepared to uh, accept that. I, I loved I disagree with you on that, but I like from the from the from the standpoint of this is like this is a man versus man tale. Like I like everything in it is supporting of that. Like when you introduce, I feel if you were to introduce, you know, otherworldly forces, like tangible otherworldly forces, like you know, if zombies attack the town or shit like that, mm-hmm. like that would be a whole different thing. And I think it would take away from like you. You almost don't have to worry about him surviving the environment or anything. Like you know, he is going to, and it is purely a revenge thing where it's I will kill this man, and that is it. Like, so how does the magic apply to the weapon, though, not being able to open? That's my point, sir. You know, it's, like, it's magical realism. Like, there are elements of it where, you know, like, he, like, the, like, we're, like, we're Odin, we're, like, the crows. It's, like, it's playing into the belief system that this is what their life is, this is how they believe it, and this is, like, their practice. So, kind of, like, it's almost true, but it's only true to a certain kind of, like, you know, it's not true to, like, a, a fantasy extent. I think what's interesting is it's it almost... Um, you know, it's like where where is the line drawn? You know, it could be yes. anywhere in this yeah, gray area, it, yeah, which is cool. And it like it could also get back to um, where do a lot of the traditions and beliefs from our own practices and cultures and religions in in you know mm-hmm. in our lives? Where do they come from? And were they actually you know what the things in the books say, or is it you know slightly different? And we've hyped them up over time. So I'm I really I enjoy the fact that it's in that gray area and you don't really know. It's also one of those moments where like you know how like there's a lot of fantasy out there where they're just like magic. Like it's <laughs> it's just magic. That's how it works. Magic. And I kinda like you guys know me. I'm not big into like fantasy magic dragons and everything. Like I'm giving the Game of Thrones prequel a shot, but there's no way that there's no guarantee I'm gonna get through the whole thing. And like my whole thing was because I was never into the idea of just like magic being the fucking answer. You know what I mean? And not going deeper than that. And I feel like the only aspect of this film that that applies to is the sword. And because everything else though has deny like pretty much, you know, confirmation or like a plausible deniability behind it. Like you, I can forgive that. You know what I mean? I Plus, I also thought it was funny when the guy's trying to open the fucking sword and he can't, so he just throws it. I was just like, you, you don't want to leave that there, buddy. Like, well, I, think, I think that's the plausible <laughs> deniability with it is kind of like it, it's built into the fate kind of thing where it's like you can only do this at night. This is this. It's like yes, it's yeah. a plot device, but it also could be that the sword has just kind of got like a faulty catch and the guy couldn't do it. So like 
they only show him unsuccessfully opening the sword twice in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like him doing it once and then the dude without the nose doing it. So okay. I get what you're I get what you're saying. Dude without the nose. Dude without the nose. That How guy died. was all- okay, first of all, when that happened, I was like, Oh, brutal. And I was like, We'll see him later. I didn't know that mm-hmm. we were gonna see him literally, you know, two scenes later, you know, after all that time. But Man, the way he died, that was fucking when, sick. When was that sad. happened, somebody that was the one time somebody in my theater started clapping was when he got killed. <laughs> nice. That's good stuff. Um, I thought Nicole Kidman should have died in that first scene. And I'm not a fan of... So, like, you guys have all seen Gladiator, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The biggest got a thing... a lot of Gladiator vibes. From yes. Us. That's yeah. You know, I think that's what it was. It was somewhere in between Gladiator and The Revenant. Was this for me? That's but good, that's um, good. the thing that pisses me and most people off who watch Gladiator is that Marcus Aurelius kills all those dudes the whole movie, and then the one fight that matters, Commodus cheats and stabs him in the back before he actually gets into the arena. So even though Marcus Aurelius kills Commodus. Commodus still wins because he dies and like I get the whole point is he dies in battle he goes to the gates of heaven all that stuff right he meets his mother and child I mean uh, wife and son all that shit right I get that but I didn't like the fact that Commodus had to cheat his way into that battle like that pisses everybody off about that movie but it was very in character and it's the only way exactly what he would have exactly right Right, but that doesn't... It, I mean, it definitely pisses you off, but I mean, like, that's what it's trying to do. Yeah. This movie kind of did the same thing where instead of Amleth just murdering Nicole Kidman as soon as she jumped out of him, she got a body strike and a shoulder strike on him, and then the kid jumped out and stabbed him in the back in the shoulder a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So by the time he goes to the gates of hell to meet Filnir there... He's already like half cocked because, because yeah. like you see, he's all covered with blood and he's weak and everything. And it's only the strength of the Valkyrie at the end that actually has him win the day. But win the day was dying a glorious death and going to Valhalla. So that's kind of like, you get what, what I'm saying fate? though? It's kind of that same vein. But this also, it like, like I get they had to like debuff him because he's just going to whoop that guy's ass in the bat. You know what I mean? Other Otherwise, you know? Yeah. I think it makes sense, too, because he's been a slave for we don't know however many months. So he's like, you know, clearly not being fed, like things like that. Like you like he's not his he's former glory. Slave. Yeah, but he's not his former glory of when he was like raised. He's the house slave. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the head one. Like, it's, it's true. That's what they call him. House mm-hmm. slaves. But yeah, I mean, like he's been beat down for we don't know however many months. Like he's clearly not, you know, big. He's still big and jacked, but. I, yeah, I think still like, got gutters. Yeah, he still got plenty of gutters. G U T T E E R S. Uh, yeah, I I have no problem with him going. You know, like <laughs> it, it, like in that moment when he first meets his mother, and she gives him the the last you know piece of information that he wants to hear. How is he going to bring himself to to kill her? He's got to reckon with these feelings, and when he goes back. They've they've prepared for him for the second time, you know, second time he comes to visit. I think it makes total sense. I have no problem. I do with it. like how Filnir is not a one note villain either, because yeah. I do like. Okay, so it kind of was like, oh, that's kind of lame. How like they just tell you how like the kingdom of whatever 
once he killed his brother for it, another king came in and took that kingdom over and drove him out to like a farm in Iceland or whatever. And um, it basically, when he was explaining to his son in the beginning how like there's like no Yule Tide will tell me a man if he will be a king tomorrow or a slave the next, I was like, oh, so he learned. Mm-hmm. Like he learned that he can't just murder his brother and take over his kingdom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he learned that he can't just do that. So he kind mm-hmm. of already did pay the price for what he did. It's just now this is like the, you know, the ghost of his past coming back to haunt him. And, yep. you know, which was very refreshing that it wasn't just like a, I'm fucking evil and I want to murder you, you know? Yeah. However, yeah. I'm I'm not it's like that chicken and the egg situation where it's like did Nicole Kidman set this up or did he set it up? You know what I mean? What was the catalyst that drove them to actually pull like go through with this, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a I, what I like about what the Nicole Kidman character is that because she is like a survivalist, this could also just all be false and that yeah. she you know, she got Stockholm syndrome super bad because she yeah. like had to survive. So she's like, all right, well, you are my new husband because I don't want to die. So I, I think that's all of that is is interesting. And I think yeah, every character had almost every character had a good arc or some kind of development to them. I think the only one who didn't was Andy Tiller Joy's character. I don't think she they utilized her quite enough in yeah, this. Well, that's yeah, that's the, the line that's the... to me that set up my expectation is she was like you break men's bodies like i break their minds she doesn't really do anything she with poisoned that. Everybody she poisoned everyone that is super dope that's more of a physical aspect i was hoping she was going to just like gaslight someone or use her you know looks to do something she didn't do besides yeah. the, the poisoning she didn't yeah. break people's minds the way what, i was expecting what a wild comeback by the way too when he first tries to you know when he first tries to lay with her, we'll say that. Yeah. And she was like, I'm ragging she's, dog. <laughs> she like just pulls out. She just, she does the, like the, the middle school thing where you put your hand in your pants and like you try to hit your friend in the face where, That's and he's like move. dirty bitch. And he like throws her away. And then later on, she's like, Oh, I see you're not afraid of a little dirty blood anymore. I was yeah. like, Ooh, it's not the same though. <laughs> That oh, is man. my yeah. Yeah, but th- like that goes her. that goes back to like the initial criticism that I kind of like dock at the point for, and, and I know it's in tradition with like you know Shakespearean plays and whatnot where women are pretty much like you know dece- deceivers or harpies or like yeah. You know. I mean, it's also of the time too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where, yeah, where like I, I think, Freya I think... is like a deceit, like she's the deceiving witch of the Norse mythology. You yeah, know what I mean so. But I, I think like like yeah, to AJ's point, it's kind of like Anna Taylor Joy's character Olga could have could have been a little more substantial if they hadn't kind of, you know, pigeonholed her in, in that kind of sense. Mm. I thought she was going to bamboozle him the entire time. And that's the whole foreshadowing of her breaking people's minds. That was all a head game to get her freedom is to cuddle up close to Skarsgård. I thought that's what was going to happen. And then when she's free, she's like, all right, bye. I'm out or whatever. Like she Peace. used him. To, to get free but i mean i'm partially happy that didn't happen because then we get you know a little bit more of a happier ever after and that with the theme i guess happily ever after is not appropriate for this but it certainly gives you that moment when he's magically is able to find out hey you're pregnant which again lean i wanted lean more into mysticism or reality for me Dude, personally the, well they did talk the about the of the family tree was so funny <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was cool because like, I've never seen it done that way. But the fact that they like 
all were hanging off branches through their hearts. Like, and yeah. it was like this weird, like, I don't know. I'm just, sure that's a Norse thing. That yeah. If yeah. You're, yeah. Like a Norse I also, guy. You'll, you'll... Listen, ever since God of War 2018, mm-hmm. I'm not like super, I'm not like, oh, I'm a Norse head, but like, uh, I, I I have come to appreciate Norse mythology a little bit more, and we saw that in Midsommar when they were using the runes that were straight up out of Norse mythology. Um, mm-hmm. We see these runes in a lot of the first Thor movie as well. Not so much the second one, but... Um, and in this one, too. Dangerously accurate. Like, all, all of the... They, they wrote in Old Viking, like, uh, old... Uh, was it? I don't, I don't want to say Norwegian, because I, I don't think the Vikings were necessarily... Yeah, I'm not sure. Strictly Norwegian. I don't know. I think just but, Nordic is gonna. Yeah, be. yeah and old Nordic, Nordic like runes were like how they spelled all of the actual chapters because this movie is told in chapters, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I all I felt everyone had an organic ending point, an organic starting point, you know. And it's one of those things where it only added to it because if you took away from it, it's not like the film would be any worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said that if it wasn't for the budget and time, he would have had all the actors speaking Nordic too. Oh yeah, Robert oh, wow. Yeah, he said that he's like, it's just, that's not. He's like, we can't pull that off. So let me ask you guys a question: or... How do you feel about him coming out and saying he didn't get final edit of the movie? I'm fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm giving this movie like you know a near perfect score. Yeah, then. I mean like exactly. my whole thing is just like I get it. Like I get studios want to play it safe, and look, I'm totally like not every di- listen. Not every director gets the final edit of their film. And I think that the studio put out literally the most viable product they could uh, because this is incredible. This is absolutely awesome. Uh, I, uh, I, don't, I don't see anywhere that they could have added something to make this material rise up more or anywhere where even if they cut something that it would have made the film worse. You know what I'm saying? It's like just perfect the way that it is. If they want to do a director's cut sometime, I'll be happy to watch that too. Yep. Absolutely. A five hour Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> never, I mean, never, ever no. since the Snyder cut, I'm way more open to watching director's cuts. I love there's that's like a Kingdom me. of Heaven mm-hmm. is the, one of the prime examples of a director's cut changing an entirety of the movie because the original version is almost unwatchable. But then you watch the director's cut. Mm. It's, it is a very good movie. Uh, speaking of which, I, it's made me kind of laugh. So I, did, I had no idea about your bit earlier, but I pulled up a few of my favorite audience reviews Rotten Tomatoes of oh, Northmen. Do it. Because uh, in terms of like, these are the like, I only listen to audience scores. Well, too gross, but I liked the ending with the two babies. Two and a half stars. <laughs> uh, absolutely terrible dialogue. Plot was predictable. This wouldn't even make a good Saturday afternoon show t- to put on while taking a nap. We walked out after 30 minutes. <laughs> 30, 30 minutes in a over two hour movie also like in the first 30 minutes it is just pure like adrenaline like, it's the good stuff yeah they really front load it with the action yeah uh it's here we go it's 135 minutes when it could have easily been 80 since there aren't more than 80 minutes of plot and story the rest is a bunch of bros posturing like they just watched fight club and can't wait to show how quote manly they are to cover their lusting for each other's bodies oh my god <laughs> i mean i i did lust over skarsgård's body yeah. dude if there's only if there's one thing that this show did it's just it it, it made me gayer like and i'm all for it like <laughs> yeah. like i have come to appreciate these that these male bodies like like, like i You're never thought i would them. before <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, newfound appreciation <laughs> yeah pretty much two more 
Two more. Main character should have died as a kid. Half a star. <laughs> and, uh, the last one here is uh, the horse died. I'll never recover. One star. So those are your audience died. reviews. Yeah. Wow. I only listen to audience reviews. Yeah, I, I thought that was so funny when like they were when they were at the gates of hell and they have the two bodies and the horse is dismembered. I was like, yeah, he cut up the horse like that. And Liz goes, well, he because he's, he's, he knew he's not coming back. Well, Liz, he, well, that he, Liz was the, like, I think there's some sort of like significance to like destiny and everything. And I just go, it's the equivalent. I think he of just the murdered Vikings. the horse. No, it's the equivalent the of the Vikings burning their ships when they get to like a land because it's like we can't go back like uh, we were just yeah, going so. forward and well also with the first time when they they killed the horse i think they said something about it uh, like so they would arrive swiftly to valhalla or something of that effect oh, so yeah, it's like a, a symbolic thing so just to wrap this up let's talk about the final battle real quick yes uh, between um between uh anakin and yeah anakin and obi-wan um definitely not the best scenery in the whole movie but i'm still sitting there like my jaws on the floor because ev- like the shot composition once again absolutely beautiful um, the fact that they did they did the big final battle almost entirely in silhouette and it was one of the most compelling fight scenes i've ever seen is is a triumph of it filmmaking. also wasn't like slashy swashbuckling battle you know what i mean yeah. which is which is fine like i obviously i enjoy that like i like to be entertained but it was very gritty and like it was also full of like form like nobody got taken to the ground and then like threw dirt in somebody's eyes or something it was like mm-hmm. there was a lot of honor on display you know what i mean yeah could use more dong but yeah <laughs> more dong. yeah, yeah. More right, more let's what is dong we're looking yeah. for the dong cut <laughs> oh I, yeah I did, I did think it was really really funny that like they're just like casually hopping over lava like it's a little stream yeah. i was yeah. like you know how hot that shit is you can't even be near it <laughs> yeah i thought it'd be cool if one of them stepped in it i was gonna be like Ooh. Oh, you know God, like rolls into it yeah and then it turns yeah. into like terminator and he gives a thumbs up <laughs> cauterizing wound, he dips, his, dips his chopped up arm into the lava cauterizes it picks up the soul. yeah Ooh, uh, i like that i like that cool. so stupid if he's so dumb that'd be the <laughs> perfect be like, way to ruin yeah. this movie <laughs> and all the, the audience reviews would be like that fight scene was perfect yeah. <laughs> that kid should have died um yeah right half a star uh, wrong kid died wrong kid dad i i the part where his arm is like basically almost about to get chopped off no i was actually sitting there going get up bitch get up god god and then finally like they get up and they do the last bit and um the only thing that looked weird was the actual stab yeah what do you mean because it looked like he just whacked him on the side and then when he oh, took yeah. his arm off it was staying there and like i knew that was in him but i was like mm, that doesn't look great however yeah. when his head rolled off i was like ah now i'm pleased <laughs> yeah. i think it it's because it was so much in silhouette and there was no not really depth. any depth to it. it 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 did feel like it was next to him rather than yeah. right through. it felt yeah. like you were seeing a community theater production of camel uh camel yeah it wasn't like a bunch of blood exactly. on the back of the sword like it looked like it was very yeah clean. exactly um which maybe that maybe that's how it is i don't know i've never magic <laughs> ran sword, somebody man. through with a sword <laughs> <laughs> well let me tell you bro i have several times and it's not as bloody as you think uh, you guys you guys know the story uh, uh this is totally off topic you know the christopher lee story in oh, lord yeah. of the rings uh mike you know this go for it you've heard well yeah so it's just basically 
they're they're directing him. Peter Jackson's like, oh yes, like when you get stabbed, I want you to do in like an exasperated gasp. And he's like, oh, you know, like I fought in war and I know what a man sounds like when you stab him in the back. And it's very quiet. <laughs> and and P- Peter Jackson's basically just like, okay, if you think that's best, uh, I'll, I'll leave that to you. Yeah, yeah like, I, I ran a man through like with a, a life. I yeah. ran a man through the lungs with a bayonet and uh, he, he actually can't scream. He has no yeah. air, too. <laughs> oh. It's like, whatever you say, Mr. Or sir. <laughs> yes, 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 sir. Um. Yeah, okay. I mean, does anybody else have anything to finish that up with? Because I think we're good then. Go no, see this I love movie. This movie. Yeah. See it in theaters if you can. See it in the biggest screen you can. It is beautiful. It's awesome. It's great. And it it's one of those things where it's like, listen, it's not, like I said, it's not Braveheart with Vikings. That would be cool, but it's not Braveheart with Vikings. So don't go in expecting that. However, it is a wonderful tale told in expert fashion with the most brutal of environments and characters, really. Very visceral, in-your-face characters. And that's that's really what I was looking for, and I'm glad that I got it. So, I, I would also say that, uh, for me, I think uh, it hit the ground running and never stopped the entire time. Every time I thought it was about to start dipping in, in, uh, in momentum, it picked right back up, and I was never bored the entire time. Yeah, and it's weird because it's not like a bunch of, like, it's not like a like a like a like an adventure film where it's always moving and they stop to do character work. It's like it's always doing character work. It's always serving the story. It's always firing on all cylinders, and that's what I really love about it. So uh, with that, I don't have a clip for this week, but we will be back. I, I threw one in the uh, in the show drops. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up. Nick's oh, like, I have. We're in another things. server. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, we'll post it on socials. Yeah, we should just post it. You want to do one? I don't know if I can confidently. Uh, you got to bring it over here, Nick. Drop it over here, and then I'll be able to bring it up. Okay, I can do that. But well, while he's saying that, uh, I will say, if you like The Northman, I highly, highly encourage you to check out the other Robert Eggers movies, like uh, The Witch, uh, Lighthouse. I should really watch The Lighthouse. I haven't watched The Lighthouse, Netflix. especially since now oh, I like Robert Hulu. Pattinson. So <laughs> <laughs> it's on Hulu. It's really good. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Back. Honest to God. I, I I mentioned this uh, off air, but of I love Robert Eggers. Calling this me saying that this is his worst movie is really misleading. I think it's his least great. I actually prefer The Witch and The Lighthouse to this. And there's still I still gave this one a nine, so that yeah. tells you anything. That's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. I highly encourage the if because the if you like just the style of this and just it leaning into its own, go check out The Lighthouse for sure. All right, boys, you ready? Yeah. Watch drink. What starts in chaos ends in chaos. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like for you guys, but I'm I'm only seeing the top of it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, he's there scrolling down. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I knew this was gonna be a problem. Hold on, hold on. Oh no no no! Oh, why is it doing it? that? Is it supposed to be in negative? No. <laughs> oh my god! No, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, hold on. Trying. Interesting. Nope. Nope. Not a that's fan. So weird. Why is it just jumping to negative? That's so weird. That's crazy. Can you just play it without? Look. Yeah. Hold on. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that cut out at the perfect time. Oh my god! That's <laughs> it's just that, I'm not entirely sure if the bathroom. stream picked that up, but that was absolutely foul. 
Bro, can you run that back? Yeah, please. Yeah, play let's, that again. let's do that again. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the, the best. The stream is not a fan of. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking oh, it up anymore. That's oh, funny. Oh man, that was good. Pat, being that you're gonna have to. Uh, oh, there we oh, go. Here we, oh, no, oh, no, no, it's not a fan. Being that you're gonna have to edit this anyway, since it's chopped up, just for the clip at the end. Yeah, yeah, I will, and you guys can just check oh, it out at the end. So good. That hold on, let me just see it. I just want to see it on my end again because, like, I haven't. I, I caught it at the end there, but let's just see real quick oh, here. It's working. It's playing. It's playing. Oh my god, bro! I like how right at the last second you can see him pick his hands up to like yeah. just like to get the vomit off of him. It's also one of those sudden realization things where you're just like, "Holy shit!" Wait, someone, someone threw up on me. Yeah. That's All the right, best. so much too. Well, I will, I will, I'll get that on the socials and we'll figure it out. But um, but hey, listen, thanks so much uh, for tuning in, everybody, and uh, Thank you know AJ for being Thank here. With AJ. AJ for yeah. sliding Not in really. at the last second. Uh, next Check week out. we will be back in person, in studio, full blown show, top to bottom, none of this bullshit. I think, uh, I mean, our recording schedule doesn't matter, but um, but yeah, anything that uh, you th that you want to comment on, and anything that we talked about. Comments or below. anything that we didn't talk anything about. That we didn't you can leave a comment and about that too. If you want to listen to thirty seconds of a highlight and then leave us a tone deaf clip, uh, uh, comment, please, by all means, we love that shit. <laughs> yeah. um, and if someone uh, should die in the beginning, rate us a half star. <laughs> exactly. If you, want, if you want to ask where was Spider Man, go for it. <laughs> if you came to this podcast and you expected Spider Man, sorry, we disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so you'll get used to it. Thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we will see you uh, next week. Next week, we're yeah. back, baby, and we're going all summer. All summer. I don't know what all we're going to watch next week Ooh. or what we're we'll going to do next. Out. Yeah, but Doctor Strange in two weeks, so I'm looking forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, aren't I going on your show for that, too? You're going to be guessing. Yeah, I guess Fuck, we announced all right, that. Well, we got to figure that We got to figure that out because my schedule is getting crazy. We're going to so. have a multiverse Mark, crossover. Ooh, it will be <laughs> madness. <laughs> That All works. Right. Well, that just killed the whole thing. So I will see you guys. I mean, <laughs> uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Peace.